Mustache? No. Sideburns? No. Goatee? Maybe. Beard? Beard! Welcome back, everyone. 
everyone, welcome back. I I yell to my non-existent co-host at this particular fucking moment. Uh, it is Beard Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in and listening tonight and watching over at watch.freetalklive.com. We do have a telephone number if you want to call and hang out, chat with us tonight. That number is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. Yeah. So, are you here now? You're welcome. Hey, he's here now. Sweet. You offered. Uh, there's, There's more than one beard. Making beard plural. Well, this is the answer to the question of life, the universe, and everything. 47? 42. 42. I was thinking 37 because of our uh, talk about clerks (laughs) some time ago. 37? Not in one sitting. (laughs) Wait, well, how many? 37? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Do you have enough volume and stuff? Can you hear okay? These are things that professionals wouldn't normally talk about on their own podcast. Uh, But uh, but, uh, we, well, we do things. Slightly differently. I personally consider myself uh, a philosophical anarchist. Uh, And uh, I realized, actually recently, I'm still, I'm almost finished mixing this three-song EP that I'm putting out on Independence Day. Mm -hmm. And uh, it occurred to me that I'm breaking all sorts of, like, fundamental uh, audio engineering rules. like. Yeah, there's some rules, some philosophies, if you will, not necessarily rules. None of these are hard and fast that I'm breaking. They're more breaking, like guidelines. They, they're, I mean, they're industry standard accepted practices, right? Mm. Like, it's usually not a good idea to stack EQ on top of EQ, right? But there are uses for it. There are use cases for it. And, like, you know, sometimes I'm, it's about me being lazy. It's like, I don't want to go find... I don't want to have to redo the whole EQ. I just want a little bit more of this particular frequency, and I'll slap another EQ on top of an EQ. And so anyway, all that being said, I'm not a professional at this either. So, you know, I don't, nobody's paying me to do this. I'm doing it of my, me, out of my own pocket, and I've self-financed this whole fucking thing. Uh, And it's going to be cool. Uh, Will it sound, yeah, it'll probably sound professional, um, but I'll know, right? There'll be things about it that I'll be like, ah, oh, man, like you know, list. yeah. And that being said, right now, as it sits, and I haven't uh, mastered the, the thing yet, uh, as it sits, it is the best sounding recording I have ever made personally. Uh, and I've well, made like a bunch of my previous band's recordings. You know, it's kind of like how it's impossible to please your parents because they will always know what you were capable of and didn't do. Yeah, it's like I've I've felt capable of something of this quality all of my life, and like as I've gone through life, I've never gotten this close to it sounding this good, right? So if you just look at the progression, if you've been to my website captainkickass.com and listened to any of the heavy metal stuff, there's buttons and uh, things that say like mosh or thrash and stuff like that. Those are links to if you click those buttons, those are links to some of my bands. Uh, previous bands music that i produced and wrote or co-wrote and recorded and all that kind of stuff like i mean i had help along the way too from other audio engineers and people who master and stuff like that to to get those out so any diy effort isn't 
right? I mean, fundamentally, an independent artist, when it comes to being a musician, an independent artist is only independent of having the support of a record label, <laughs> right? Uh, and that is to say a bunch of money to invest into, uh, you know, their recordings and merchandise and, you know, them as a business, whatever, their band or them as a personality or whatever it is. So, uh, you know, and I, I've never made money at music, right? I, I've gotten paid from time to time. But, <laughs> man, you're talking about three decades uh, where I have put way more money into music than I have ever gotten out of it. Right. Uh, so, you know, there's that. Well, I mean, you're a metalhead. The the amount of <laughs> money that you pour into music, especially as a uh, percentage of the amount that you take in, I mean, it's kind of Well, famous. that's as a, as a metal fan, sure, but, like, as a musician, I'm talking about guitars, strings, straps, cables, foot pedals, replacements of all those, uh, guitar holders, guitar cases, flight cases for when you need to travel through the sky. Um, what else? Oh, I'm missing a bunch of stuff. Picks, guitar picks. Uh, I said strings already. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, amplifiers, amplifier cases, amplifier covers, amplifier repair tubes, uh, speaker replacement, speaker repair, uh, there's, I mean, and then like you spend thousands of dollars on your equipment, sometimes more because you want the best sound, uh, or the best piece of equipment for what you're doing specifically. Uh, and then, you know, the, the old joke is a musician is someone who spends a $5,000 on gear to put into a $500 van to go to a gig that pays him f less than 50 bucks. Yeah. And that is accurate. Uh, I can say, yeah. uh, having having done it for you know twenty two years in the Seattle area, uh, and and people knew who we were. It wasn't like we didn't have a fan base, and it wasn't like we sold merch, we sold T shirts, and we sold CDs and that kind of stuff. And we did some unique things. I I created a, a listening station uh, for our CD that just had a Walkman with the CD preloaded in it and a set of headphones, right. and it just sat there at our merch table. And if you wanted to come up uh, before the show. Uh, you could certainly listen to our CD right there using the you know the crowded headphones you know that everybody got to use. So if right. you weren't like it's gross, right? You just put them on and listened. Like no one else was doing that. There was no other band, local, independent, live, even touring bands who were doing that. But I was, right? Because you know I like to do things different. You know you got to set yourself apart from everyone else. Nice. So yeah, one thing that uh, I'm really looking forward to is the reduction of investment in art mm. that uh, the so-called AI technologies are going to make. So like one of the one of the things that uh, you end up uh, spending a bunch of money on is, okay, well, how are you going to mix this together? Hey, there we are. The audience how, can see us. How is the uh, ultimate output sound going to relate to what you recorded it on? And all of that, like it, you used to have to run it through all of this expensive stuff. Yeah. And we can just have free open source forever on a, a technology that says, hey, I want you to enhance this in the following ways, mimic this in this. And yeah. And, 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 so and, um, the, and we're so close. Yeah. Like there's already technology that does that. Like you can ask software to mimic any style of sound that has already been captured in the audio format from the, the dawn of recordings, from the, the oldest, uh, what was it called? The, not Motorola. The, the phonograph. The, the Victrola. 
That's the one. Uh. The, the hand crank uh, record player. The phone. Yeah, that's what you think of the classic phonograph. The big horn. Yeah. Right from from even before that, from all of recording music recording history. Uh, everything you know that has been recorded basically has been digitized, and so the entire humankind recording uh, of audio, of sound, of music, specifically music, exists online somewhere. You can get a you can get a hold of a copy of it, and so any style that has been recorded can be mimicked now by software. Uh, and I use some, uh, some audio software I use, I'm using Cakewalk, uh, mm. again, yeah. I, I started using Cakewalk a long time ago after I learned really early pro tools. Uh, but I switched over to Cakewalk cause I got a free copy of it and I'm like, Oh, okay. So I learned how to use that. I recorded a couple of, uh, albums using Cakewalk, uh, that turned into Sonar. I think it was just a rebranding. It was still Cakewalk, the company, and that turned into Sonar producer edition, uh, which I, really wasn't that big of a difference to me between the two versions. Um, but then I got away from that. I started using Ableton Reason and then Audacity. I was using f- for a long time just for my like narration stuff, my voiceover work, my phone system voicings that I was doing. Uh, and so like it crossed my feed somewhere that Cakewalk was bought by some other company, BandLab or mm. something like that, bought Cakewalk. And they turned Cakewalk into open source, made it free for everybody. Whoa. And I was like, oh, you still have to sign up for a band lab account to get the free copy of, of Cakewalk. But huh. okay, <laughs> sure. Right. And and this version of Cakewalk is far superior to anything they ever put out before. It's the producer edition plus all the unreleased features that they never got to before they got bought. Wow. So it's the next generation already of that software. Uh, and so I got it for free. So I'm using that. <laughs> I did buy a bunch of what they call plugins. These are additional pieces of software that plug into your existing uh, DAW. And so I'm using a bunch of those because they imitate a bunch of the signal flows of famous recording studios. Please, please don't don't pronounce the acronyms. It, it, it confuses DAW, uh, the digital audio workstation. Thank you. The software that you record, your multi-track software, like I'll, I'll, DAW. I'll let you DAW, but that yeah, just sorry. It, it, I, it, it's yeah. too much acronym Please for stop me. And, stop and ask. It's if, too much I, acronym I, for it, me. It, so, it, so uh, hold on. So, uh, with, the, so uh, with the emergence of the so-called AI uh, technologies, uh, I was worried for just a moment that the uh, skill of programming would actually kind of become useless. But the thing is, so you, you've got these things that, yes, they can do, I mean, basically grunt work. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they have their quirks of what they're good and bad doing. Yeah. But the thing is, when they screw up, if you're able to look at what they did and figure out what went wrong and, like, figure out what you actually wanted it to do from where it is, by just being able to look at it to check it, that becomes the new skill. Yes. So the uh, uh, AIs that can do the – that can mimic these audio things and do these audio effects that are now uh, 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 a paint in the artist's palette are, are – best used by someone who has gone through the process of figuring out okay this expensive ass technology doing this uh creates this effect and here's where and of course has a trained ear to hear where that is but that becomes like a all of the professions just kind of level up because instead of creating all of it you just have to check some of it right it's like email right everybody now agrees email 
uh, was a great idea and uh, made businesses a much more efficient machine. You no longer had to buy things like, uh, what do you call them, file cabinets. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? You saved a bunch of money on the space you needed because you didn't have to have a warehouse full of file cabinets for all your business records that you need to keep. Right. right? So you can go through them later on and figure stuff out. Be like, historically, it looks like we're trending in this direction or whatever, <laughs> right? So uh, just the elimination of all that paperwork. Uh, is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And when it comes to audio software, um, the things that they're able to do now, I mean, I have software that has taken uh, the best drummers in all of metal, put them in the highest-end studios with the best microphones and the best engineers and gotten the best tones for heavy metal ever produced, ever caught, and, and they record them doing all sorts of different riffs, Right. And, and then they just, you know, if you buy their software, now you have access to all of that. You can make whatever you want out of it. You're automatically, like, licensed to, you know, make a, a demo or something out of it. And so you can go and say, I, you know, I need a beat that sounds kind of like dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And, like, the software will be like, did you mean? And then you can scroll through and pick one that kind of matches or probably even better than the one you have, like, put into it. And then, you know, just take that part and then copy that four times. That's a verse now, right? Now you just build songs out of that. And it sounds like you have the greatest drummer ever. Hey, artists, you know all those, like, tiny little daydreams that you had? Like, just a little wisp of an idea of a thing that you could have made. And it just kind of floats through your head and it's gone. Well, you can just, like, say, hey, describe the thing as best you can. Yeah. Fix it, because uh, because also uh, operating the AI, which they will be verbal operations. Hello, Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, it will be its own art. Yeah. Like figuring out how to speak to your computer in order to actually get this effect that you have in your imagination, at least in some approximation. Yeah. It's its, its own skill, and it's an artistic one. What I like is the idea of telling AI to build you a tool that you need. Right. Hey, AI, I need something that will X, Y, Z. Right. Okay. Hang on. And it'll, you know, program it, design it, uh, you know, throw it in the 3D printer if it belongs in the physical world. Right. Right. And be like, that will be done for you in four hours or whatever. Right. So, okay, great. So I go mow the lawn, you know, I wash the cars, I come back. Oh, look, there's the thing that I asked it to build for me. (laughs) Right. How awesome would that be? And like that sort of magic happens now in the audio world just with, with software. Uh, so the software that I'm using uh, also allows this. Uh, I can call up uh, a drummer friend of mine in the Seattle area, and he has uh, an electronic drum kit, a high-end one. Uh, 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 I'm trying to remember what it is. Mine's a Lisas. He has a, oh, his is the Roland. Super high. It's like, I don't want to say how much it costs. It costs a lot of money. So he can play this thing, which when you listen to it without headphones, it just sounds like he's thudding on pads, right? It doesn't really sound like anything. But that gets recorded as data, as information. It's called MIDI information, right? And he hears something. He has it set up to sound like his own kit or whatever, his favorite kit. But when he sends me that file, I can take and change it into any other drum kit that has ever been sampled, Right, So I can pick the kick drum sound that I want, the Tom 1 sound, the Tom 2 sound, the Tom, the, the crash cymbal, the hi-hat, the ride cymbal. I can choose all of those that I like instead of the ones that he likes. And so it, with that, you customize what somebody else played to a kit that you like. Uh, and that's, I mean, I just did it. Right. Like it's it's, you know, one of the things that's 
Uh, I got to work with two different drummers, uh, my friend Steve, uh, who's uh, the more technical of the two, uh, and then my friend uh, Sean. Uh, he did drums on uh, Contaminated Mindware is one of the tracks. Uh, Steve did the drums on a song called Words, and then I did the drums. Uh, not that I played them. I did the drums, as I described just a little bit ago, uh, for the, I'm going to call it the single, the one that's going to have the music video called It's Time. Uh, this might be the first time I announced the track list, so congratulations, listeners. I, I just thought of that. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, now you know something you didn't know before about <laughs> about the EP. Uh, we've got people holding, so let's, let's go to them. Uh, this looks like, uh, I think I know who this is, but Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Um, this is the one your mother warned you about. My ex? <laughs> you, did she you found get you. Uh, Let me ask you a question. <laughs> uh, Molly Hatchet, do you remember those guys? No, Major Payne doesn't remember Molly Hatchet. Mama had a baby and her head popped off. Remember that one? <laughs> I remember doing that to dandelions for some reason. Yeah, that's where that came from. What, what was that old, about? Childhood thing. Like they found you under the turnip leaves. The or turn- a stork brought you. The turnip leaves? Yeah, out in the cabbage patch. Is that like fleam? Fleam? What yeah. is fleam? Oh, it's something that they use to make a plumbus. <laughs> it's true. You mean a poultice? Uh, a plumbus. No, no he yeah, means actually. a plumbus. Yeah. Um, some someday, major, when you uh, have a, a computer in front of you, or or even a phone that you can watch YouTube videos on, just type in plumbus, P L U M B U S, and watch the the video. You'll you'll understand shortly. <laughs> well, it's intriguing, but uh, but uh, if you you could. You, I, I think you could explain better, Lucy. I really hey, think you could. Hey, Major. Yes, so, sir. Uh, uh, I seem to remember you making half a snide comment about the uh, 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 the execution of the Free State Project in New Hampshire. Half a snide comment? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was on with uh, uh, Aria and Bonnie and Nikki. And oh, on uh, He got like half Wednesday? of it out. So. What, what was the comment? Well, it was it was on the subject of uh, uh, so they were talking about uh, uh, space colonization, yeah. and uh, he's uh, poo pooing the idea as just uh, absolutely impossible, huh. total poppycock. Major, what do you have and to say like, about this? Like that, well, like that New what, Hampshire I, I, project. I do of yours. have to remember uh, this call, and uh, the girls, as they usually do, and Bonnie especially, the last three days has been very overbearing. But they were talking over me, as they usually do, and I can't get a word in edgewise, so I finally got ticked off. So, I I, I, I want to hear your criticism I, of the... No, 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 hang on, hang F- on, hang on, hang on. No, no, I no, wanna, I major. threw out the F-bomb and I got fucking dumped. <laughs> That's true, there was a dump, I didn't know uh, who, whose it was. And this is why I love Beard Talk Live, because we don't have to fucking do that. no. No, we don't have to fucking do that here. Fuck the FCC. Yeah, fuck the FCC. So, Major, my, my issue was, like, hold on. It sounds like you've got a criticism on this. You think that this is uh, imaginary? It's not going to work. No, I don't think we can recolonize Earth on another planet. Okay, I think we might be able to do it in New Hampshire, 
We might be able to do it in the Upper Peninsula. We might be able to do it in Utah or Idaho. Who the hell knows? But we can't do it on Mars. Yeah, that that was the uh, the context was uh, Arya's cynicism of she doesn't even think it'll work on this planet. It's like great, thanks. L- load of confidence well, in, in the the I- idea of liberty. But uh, look, I understand the cynicism. I mean, there's an oh, extraordinary God, amount of right? rate against us. Yeah, well, and that like there's so few of us. Even like ha- having moved here and like, okay, oh my God, finally I'm around people who get it and understand, and we we don't have to start at square one with each other, right? We're the we're all we're the advanced class, right? Advanced liberty, yeah, right. You know, we we have the understandings and the basics are there with most of us in, in the community, um, and so like I forget sometimes about like how embedded I am. For example, we were talking about uh, uh, Porkfest and Forkfest, and uh, I, was, I, I haven't mentioned that I'm going to be accepting uh, anything except FRNs uh, for anything I sell, T-shirts, for the EP that I'm releasing. It's crypto, gold, silver, gold backs, whatever. Anything, ex- I will not accept FRNs. Based. Period. No FRNs. You, you like, you know, that's it. Fuck yeah. Bottom line. Uh, and Look, if, if somebody's if this like, this is going to oh, be the pinnacle of our liberty, then we should make it the pinnacle of our liberty. If somebody's like, all I have are FRNs, I'm like, dude, you're at fucking Porkfest. Talk find to somebody. Turn around and ask somebody, hey, man, can I get some gold, silver, some gold bags? Can I get some crypto? You'll find somebody willing to do an exchange with you, and then bam, you'll be able to buy my shit. Congratulations, you just had to barter in order to do this. Like it's supposed Which to be. Which is one of the things that's you, always available. And you made your own decision, and you were able to transduce to use a preferred currency. Right. A market of currency, who knew? <laughs> right. And that's like watching this uh, flush down the toilet of the entire financial system is just so much fun because that that was that was the very action that they were making sure no one was able to do yeah that that's it that's uh, all oh you talk to people about things you value and then trade things you value just with human beings just to address uh, major pain uh, i absolutely believe humankind will uh, travel in space and do what human beings uh, like to do. Uh, some people have asked, what is the meaning and purpose of human life? And uh, I can tell you the observed answer is this. Breed and conquer. <laughs> That's it. Like if you boil humankind down to the two things that they ultimately always do, they breed and they conquer. Well, you if you... Hold on. Now, if you if you call like creating air conditioning conquering, then sure. Uh, well, no, that helps with the breeding. Cools you down after the you know you do the thing. Oh well, or, then or I'd go breed and or conquer. Yeah, I because mean, you can pick one or the other at least for some amount of time. Right. What I'm saying is like the drive to breed and conquer. Uh, I think drives the rest of humanity. Right. Uh, somebody wanted to like you know date a pretty girl, so he invented air conditioning and thought he'd be or whatever, right? Yeah, I'm, it's it's Eros you know, and Thanatos. What? Like uh, Eros and Thanatos, it's Greek. So uh, erotic. The word erotic comes from Eros, which was uh, well, uh, er- the, oh, it's two words. I'm sorry, I thought of... you were saying one big ass word. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Eros and Thanatos. I got you. Thank you. So uh, Thanatos, just like the uh, villain from the Marvel Thanos, movie, yes. uh, yeah, uh, all about destruction. Yeah. 
now eros is uh the word erotic comes from it eros yep. was the uh it was cupid right the the son of uh, aphrodite instead of venus in this case okay so uh eros and thanos uh they're the the creative and destructive urge of reality so like um one of the things about uh, nietzsche was great at dis- at uh exploring thanatos like the the destruction, the death side of of existence, the where things fly apart from each other, yeah, they, you were very accurate. And in, in, in yes, that's a fundamental part of life. You are completely missing how everything is also attracted to everything. Like gravity is a, a, a physical expression of what is in emotions, love. Yeah. So like that drawing together, that that really is the. I mean, that's what determines things, right? You you find out if people like get on the same page with each other, and that becomes what society is. All right. So, historically speaking, uh, mankind has, if they decided to go explore it, they figured out how to do it: caves, volcanoes, uh, the depths of the ocean. I mean, I know we haven't gotten to the depths of the like. There's parts of the ocean that are unexplored. Oh yeah, uh, because we can't survive in that. Uh, dense of a uh, pressure uh, system, at least There's yet. A lake anyway, here in Michigan, but, they never found the bottom of. Sure, but like for the most part, uh, mankind has definitely explored the entire Earth uh, and conquered it to some extent. At least the okay, land-bearing well, parts. Well, that goes back to air conditioning being part of conquering. So, like, yeah, part of the like the make it habitable. Right. We've gone to the moon already. If you believe the United States government. <laughs> Human stuff's definitely uh, been up there. My bet is that humans have been on it, but who the hell knows? But let's just assume they have. So the next logical thing is everything you see in the science fiction movies, right? Now, growing up as a science fiction fan, I've witnessed science fiction, like, come true. Like, stuff that would only be considered sorcery in 1976 exists today, right? right? And so I've I I watched know. this stuff happen. Uh, so it's only logical I think. And I also think that humankind is going to split into two factions. I think the uh, the transhumans, not people who are transsexually, people who modify themselves with technology. This is coming. This is brain implants that uh, that align your computer with uh, a, a com- or a, a, your brain with a computer in some way. Maybe it's to enhance your vision. Supersuits are already invented. Uh, there are companies releasing prototypes of supersuits that you just wear. It's like a, it's something out of Iron Man. You just wear this thin exoskeleton on the outside of your body. It makes you superhuman strong. You can run super fast. These things exist already. They're just not on the market yet. So all of these things are coming. It doesn't take a leap of logic to go, oh, that just means, uh, you know, adaptive spacesuits and, uh, you know, the transhumans are the ones who are going to be able to survive space travel long enough for it to be worthwhile because uh, life longevity the, will increase for those people. Let's go back to the root of this whole subject. First off, we have to find a planet that is habitable for humans, which has not happened yet. We He's haven't got gotten out of our own galaxy. It, that has never stopped people before. When people got into the boats on the on the oceans for the first time, did no, they go? No, no. Did that they go? No, no. Listen planet. to me. Listen to me. Did they go? We have to. F- we have to find land before we take a boat to see what's at the end of this ocean. No, they didn't do that. Yes, 
a habitable planet needs to be found. There are good prospects already, and mankind is known for taking risks. Uh, so, so it's going to happen. It's going to happen. The, the transhumanisms, the transhumans are going to incorporate themselves with technology. They're going to extend their ability to live long in space without gravity and all that fucking shit because of their body modifications that they do. And they're going to be able to take the trips, take the risks and go and land on some of these hot prospect planets that we don't know if they're habitable or not uh, at the risk of dying because that's what people do. Well, well, you're right. There, there might be crazy explorers, but if perchance they find the new utopia, you will still be obliged to pay the freight to go. It's not like you can get in your wagon or build a flatboat or a ship and go down river or across the sea. I mean, yeah, you got to pay to put gas in your car. You got to buy the car before you can do that. I gotta do that so, to go to the store. Well, right. so so here's the thing: there's there's a progression of technology here, right? And it's going to go from the easiest to the hardest. Now, I'm pretty fucking sure that space is the hardest. So, like, so far, no one's like gone to the moon and then had kids after they come back. So we're gonna need to figure out that whole radiation from space deal before we can have anything really live anywhere but here where we're nice and like sheltered by miles of atmosphere yeah unless unless what you send into space isn't 100% human i'm saying it's no look i don't know how it's going to, i don't know what the market will provide but i think the market's the going to take a while to provide external human. survival like a uh, uh, like long term beyond earth sure at maybe it in today's terms but Let's not forget about the increasing technology yeah. curve of invention that is upon us, right? I was, yeah. I was talking not too long ago. I'm like, you know what? Bitcoin is like the big thing, the big fucking invention. It's the next television. It's the next uh, internet. It is, you know, Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency is that, that next marvel of human, you know, ingenuity. And then AI came along. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Oh, I guess this is the next. So like, no, you were right the first time. No, seriously, that's just, it's it's marketing hype. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot to be hyped up here because like, holy shit, things are popping off in every direction. But the the focus that this is getting is uh, inordinate, and I am so grateful for that. In the next twenty years, we will see as much technological progress as we have in the last fifty. Yes, and that's amazing. Yeah, maybe more than yeah. we have in the last fifty. Yeah. Right, so. Uh, you know, if you make it 20 more years, why? You're going to see some amazing fucking shit. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. Well, and come to think of it, one of the, the, the big things about this, it's a major technology that emerged after the existence of a non-fiat option. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what the technology of a distributed ledger uh, uh, monetary system is, uh, is going to make with the new revolutions that come up because i mean it's a technological revolution every other minute these days seems that way so yeah the the exponential effect that 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 turning point in human existence yeah. is uh, we'll find out so far it's ai all right major major hang on beard talk live who the fuck is this hey this is chad from michigan hey chad from michigan what's up you're on beard talk live uh, what was the recording I was hearing on uh, the line? God, 
Is that is that really why you called? <laughs> it isn't, but it was just okay, really weird. I called like eight we, times. Can we just skip over that? It's a it's a problem we can't solve until we have money to move out of this studio. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I am so excited for Porkfest. Uh, nice. Is it is it true that Mikey is banned? Mm. Is that really happening? I, so I I never saw the word banned. I saw somebody tell him he's unwelcome. Uh, somebody who, you know, most folks agree is sort of in charge of the thing. Yeah. So I, I just seems. Like- but I don't know for a fact. Like, you know, did, did that get resolved some no. way? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I go with it. Uh, it does and does not exist. Yeah. No. It's just. It seems like a bad idea. I mean, Schrodinger's drama. Yes, it is Schrodinger's drama. <laughs> so, like, even if the ban exists, it doesn't work. <laughs> and I haven't seen anything that shows that anyone's serious enough about it to bitch about it later, but we'll see. And, like, if he has a ticket and a site already, like, I mean, I mean, if I'm him, I'm showing up, right? Like, I mean. Dude, it's complete BS, and I normally back up to it. <laughs> yeah, and it's also not going to work. Because <laughs> I, I normally back up Dennis because it's it's a hard job what he's doing. He's balancing oh, yeah, a lot totally. of things. Yeah, much respect and, for him well, and, I mean, and the job he's, he's trying to do. Okay, so if yeah. you if you isolated the the shit stirring genes of a million men, <laughs> they would be all libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> like just the pure shit stirring, and you just implanted an internet technology into it, you'd get Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom-oriented yeah, people no, I mean, are punters, just he's generally speaking. Some more than others. When, I, I try to keep my drama life, to myself. Uh, go ahead, Chad. I'm sorry. Well, when you meet him in real life, he's pretty quiet and timid, you know, but online he's he's just a complete asshole. <laughs> However, and I've had it out with him a few times, okay. uh, you know, on Telegram and stuff, but why would they ban him? I don't understand. Or why, like, that's just, it's just crazy. I don't know. I guess you guys don't know, necessarily well, no, know. No, no, that part is the most understandable part of this. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear God, do I know why you would ban Mikey? Uh, he, he is He is loud. Um, he uses the N-word sincerely on such a regular yeah, basis yeah. that he forgets that I hate it. Yeah. Like no, Mike. he's he has perfected the like uh, uh, moral despicability. Like he's a moral human being, but he's just such a dick. He is, but in real life, he's a pussy. I mean, he don't get me wrong; he's anything. a mensch. He's a good neighbor, but like he's, he makes people hate them, hate him. It's his. It's kind of his his hobby, really. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But it's just like, why ban him? I, I just think that that's a really bad move. For, because... for absolute entertainment's sake, is is I believe that the universe is playing a joke here, and it's actually a pretty funny one. Would you believe to get more people to call into this show? <laughs> <laughs> that's not well, true. I, dude, I, I can't uh... wait for Porkfest. I'm going insane in Normie land here in Michigan, and I just really want to fucking come out there. I can't dude, wait. I'm so looking forward to this one. Like, yeah, there's a shit ton of drama yeah. about it, but like, okay, seriously. It's like the most drama that I can remember, too. Oh, wait, my God. It's going this? to be so much this? fun. We're going to have yeah. like a, a pro-gun demonstration right next to the Kennedy that is running. That is hilarious. That yeah, is you, you funny. I can't wait for Kennedy because I'm kind of sick of hearing 
just like on the main stage, it's mostly like mainstream libertarians. They're kind of like, they're not into conspiracy theory. They think the government's just dumb kind of stuff. You know, Jeffrey Tucker type, type folks. And I'm kind of excited for RFK Jr. Because I want to grill him. Like, what does he think the end result of all this bullshit is? Well, and because so he talks about that. That's a question for me because uh, my understanding and, and maybe more information is available than I've read. Uh, but my understanding is that uh, RFK will be the one doing the talking and it won't be an interactive session. It's going to be him, you know, pitching his campaign, and and uh, I haven't seen anything about a Q and A or anything. Yeah, maybe we'll get lucky and well, he'll decide to have a, ta- case, a town hall portion. Hmm? Sorry, what? He better. He, I, I, if that's the case, I'm going to shout <laughs> him down. That is kind of what he our better. speakers are expected I, to do. I, I, he better. He better take questions. Are you kidding me? <sighs> if he's not going to take questions, I will heckle him the entire time. Let his security drag me out. I'm interested <laughs> to hear what he has to say. Right? I am. But, but I want Yeah, no, I wanna, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm glad he's there. This is great. And yes, I'm this glad is he's hilarious. I'm glad he takes questions. Because if he takes questions, then I'm going to be there and I'm 100% behind it instead of hearing the same libertarian rhetoric that I already have known for the last 20 years. Well, if he knows what's good for him, he's going to actually engage with what he wants to be part of his voter base. And I mean, it's really not that hard. Like, you're the only Democrat that hates vaccines. Like, as far as figureheads go, you're it. You're the only Democrat that kind of wants us to not blow up the planet and and eat its jewels. The the RFK thing happening at Porkfest is just a a barometer of separating the the, the capital L libertarians from the, the, the anarchists, right? The ones who are like, yeah, government is just horrible no matter what level. Right. Whereas whereas like the uppercase libertarians are like, well, government's horrible. So let's have our own. Right. Yeah, like, well, why wouldn't why wouldn't everyone want to grill him? I think it's a good opportunity. Even these other douchebags. What's his name? The the Indian dude, Sam, Sam Shashwani oh, or whatever the hell it is. Oh, yeah. His name's not worth remembering, honestly. Yeah. No. But the thing is, is that I want to grill him. If he wants to come to Porkfest, yeah. he better be ready now, to take some questions. Now, let's just because this let's, is not your average crowd that that he's going to be speaking to. Right. And I'm not. I agree. Take it and also not interested in what he has to say. Now, now let's just take this. Uh, let, let's uh, let's look at this from a different perspective for a minute. If Porkfest announced Ron Paul would be speaking and not RFK, and Ron Paul would have private security and be requiring everybody be disarmed in order to come into the pavilion. What would be the response by the Porkfest crowd? Would it be the same? Tears and lamentations. Would it be the same? Like like people would put ash on their foreheads and tear their clothes. It would be No, I bet it would. If If Ron Paul came in and said he wanted to disarm everyone, people, the libertarians are There might be tomatoes, man. I don't think it's such a cult of personality with libertarians. We're about, well, at least I am. I, I'm not necessarily even a libertarian. I, you know, I'm a voluntarist. But gotcha. if it, you know, when it, when well, it, hold on, hold when on. When it comes down to volunteer- it, I'm not, like, I don't like Rand Paul. You know, people are like, oh well, Rand Paul. Well, and that no, was my follow-up question: yeah. is what would the what would the reception be if it was Rand Paul? Yeah, we half expect right? it from that fucking brat. Like, so. Well, I mean. I would I would say the same thing. I don't even care about I He's don't care still about one the, of the, best, the gun but thing. God. 
Yeah, well, I, I don't care about the gun thing so much because it's it like it's a private function, and they he's a high security VIP guy because people probably do want to kill him. I'm assuming, that <laughs> you is, know, I don't think he's very popular in certain circles. By and people, you mean the federal government? The federal government, possibly. <laughs> although I think it, I don't okay. trust him. I think RFK is lying through his teeth. And oh, yeah. I don't think he believes what he's saying, but everything I, he says is essentially libertarian. Are you kidding I mean, me? If, are, if he if he does a Q and A session, if he does a Q and A session, and no, not everything he says is libertarian. He's going to get roasted. No. It's going to uh, be bad. That, that's why I'm saying they're not going to do it. No politician wants that. No politician well, wants an open Q and A with like all of the libertarians. Not all, but well, like, I mean, I mean that, just like the think about who's going to be at this event. All the other speakers who are attending Porkfest, friends that you know, people that you know, right? They're all going to be there. They've all engaged each other in debate over all sorts of political issues. And one thing libertarians do is they vet that shit all the way up. When you get into an argument with somebody, even online, you libertarians, you carry it like fucking way to the extreme, but you vet the whole issue out. And now that is a complaint that I think is worth bitching about. Is that what they I'm didn't saying, though, demand that they do a question and answer period. What demand, I'm saying is yeah, that that'd be worth he, complaining it, about. Interrupt him. Interrupt him. If he doesn't do a Q&A, <laughs> heckle him to the point where he has to walk off stage. You cannot walk into Porkfest and just speak at us and just, that's it. I'm sorry. You can't do that. I, if you're going to do that, then we're, I, like, I, I'm prepared. I don't want to protest outside of it because, yeah. oh, I like will. I said, the gun thing isn't a big issue to me, but let's shout him down. We want questions. Are okay, you going to come well, to that's... the campfire with us, Blue Blood? Are you going to come to the campfire with us and let us know what you really think about yeah. things or are you going to fucking just get in your fucking limo and get the fuck out of there and that's my thing with all these people if they want to stand in front of us and take some fucking questions then I am all about it because yeah. I don't care what Tom Woods and Jeffrey Tucker have to say about oh well the government's so dumb and whatnot. no it's a conspiracy <laughs> and you know what the question and answer they, period is not me goddamn that, important all the ones that'll them. do it yeah. I welcome them. I would welcome Joe Biden if he wants to come in and yeah, fucking go through the, the meat grinder that is that is the voluntarist fucking people, then let's see what he can do. But if they're going to sit there and speak at us and just not let us ask questions, I'm ready to throw tomatoes, okay? I mean, I'm not I'm not about that. So but Chad, people need Yeah. I I don't know how old you are, but have you ever been to uh, any other like politician campaign uh, event? You know, I most folks weren't always voluntarists, so I know I've been to one, uh, and I found it uh, disturbing on many levels. But have you been to one? The only ones I've been to were uh, Ron Paul. I, I worked on Ron Paul's campaign in 2008 and 2012. Okay, all right, that's uh, that's close enough. So you know, like what the mechanics of that are like, and like how that goes. You attract the people, and like the the guy gets on stage, and you know, well, talks. The big He's got he had in big Ann speech, Arbor. right? Yeah, and so he, he, that's what know. politicians do. So think about what politicians normally do. Now, uh, my guess is that RFK is going to come into Portfest and expect. That that's what he's got. This is just another stop on his campaign tour. His campaign manager thinks it's important for him to win over the libertarians, the the undecided, the third party voters, or whatever the fuck their their statistics are telling them is going to be the benefit of him appearing at Porkfest. 
right? So my guess, unless he's listening to this fucking program right now, my guess is that that's how he's going to treat the situation. Now, if whoever, like I'm told that like Dennis didn't invite this guy, however the fuck he got invited, right? Whoever has, has done this, uh, probably should be asking all of these questions that, that we're talking about here, Chad. Like, will he be doing a Q&A? If the answer to that is yes, you need to publicize that shit right now. If he's going to stand toe-to-toe in debate with <laughs> the largest gathering of libertarians on planet Earth on an on a annual festival basis, maybe not the largest, but it's three, it like 3,000 people. Badass. It would be truly like, badass. Like, no politician has had the balls to stand toe-to-toe against libertarians in a Q&A session that I'm aware of. They don't even invite our asses to the debates. I remember no, when— No, you're right, and that's the thing, is, is that that's why I'm not so against it if that's going to be the case. And most of the most of the speakers at uh, Porkfest do take Q and A, and it's not it it, it, oh, yeah, it feels nothing like standard. a normal campaign event to me when someone comes there because the the ambiance is just completely different. It's not just they're up on a podium in front of thousands of people speaking and they they walk off after they get their thing done. No, it's going to be relatively intimate. Even if there's a, a few hundred people there, you should be able to stand up in a line and come up and say, hey, what is your opinion on this? What is your opinion on that? And if he does that, then I don't understand why Ian and Aria have such a, a problem with it. However, I will join their camp. Uh, if they, if oh, they, they're not going to take questions, because like I said, I'm ready to throw rotten tomatoes. If they are not going to speak or, uh, I now, mean, now, questions, that would be a violation need... of the non-aggression principle, technically. Well, well, uh, well, I'm saying it figuratively because obviously I'm not going to literally do that, but okay. I mean, I, I'm going to heckle. No yeah. doubt. If they, if listen, I, I will be there. I will be at the pavilion. If they say there's no Q&A session after, I'm not going to let him speak. They're going to have to drag me out of Porkfest if he wants to speak without Careful what you wish questions. for, man. I mean, uh, you know, a presidential candidate with private security is showing up. So, uh, well, yeah. okay. I'm not afraid. I've been arrested many times. I am not afraid of that. If, if that's what if that's what it's going to come down to, then it is what it is. But these guys, this the the Vivek, uh, whatever and yep. uh, whatever the other chick is who's coming, if they're there, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be interested. Normally, I don't like the main pavilion because it's just it's just cookie cutter libertarian crap. I already know it. I don't care mm. if you're not a conspiracy theorist and you're a coincidence theory guy, you know, like Jeffrey Tucker. OK, like I heard, you know, the government's so dumb and they can't do anything. It's like, OK, well, I don't care about here. I, I'm going to go to the little tents. And I'm going to go to the people who are interested into splinter societies and stuff like that. Sure. But if you're a blue blood, if you're a Kennedy, if you're a multi-generational Luciferian psychopath and you're going to come in there and you want to answer questions, I'm very interested. I'm very, <laughs> very interested. And I want to see them come up and, you know, expose themselves to us and then you know what come well, to well, well, hey, hang on i don't want i don't want any any anybody on stage exposing themselves yeah. to me unless i'm inside of a, a club where i specifically engage in that activity well they will and if you i'm not going to judge him it by means bear their soul really not 
Right. If yeah. he's really going, if he's really going to go against the grain, if he really wants to disband the CIA, if he wants to talk about all of the operations that have been going around the world, you know, from killing his father, killing his, uh, killing his uncle, the oh, death that be in Central America, the 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 whole nine yards. If he wants to go into that and talk about what what the end game is, if he were to win the presidency and 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 actually do what he's saying he's going to do well that would his, keep him it, from getting elected yeah well that's fine and you know what okay well but it, it, we're talking about pork fest and if he's there and he wants to <laughs> he wants to come here i demand that you make yourself unelectable here's here's if what i think at us i'm yeah. not down with that yeah if, if these people want to come in and they want to go through the ringer and they want to talk to pretty much the smartest people out there that are not are not psychopaths on the exact equal and opposite direction, right? The voluntarists who don't want to control people yep. and they want to, and they want to have a real intellectual challenge. I am absolutely, I am more for that <laughs> than having the libertarians on there because again, who doesn't know this at this point? Like, dear... Who doesn't know that the government doesn't work? Yeah. It does. It, it, well, it does for them because they're not psychopaths versus autists. Yeah. All right, Chad, hang on just for a second. Uh, dear anyone who ever wants to be a candidate uh, for anything, well, really ever, uh, but particularly, uh, you know, if you're running for president or something and you want to come to Porkfest, I think, just my opinion, I think uh, the way you should do it is to just come to Porkfest, right? You yeah. don't want to be, you don't want to be like a speaker, like buy your fucking ticket, rent a hotel room, right? Bring security with you if you have to. Yeah, bring security with you if you have to, but just realize everybody else is going to be armed too. So you can be armed and your security force can be armed, but so is everybody else. And just walk amongst us and talk amongst us and interact with us and transact with us and get to know us. That's what I'm saying. That's, That's exactly what I'm saying. Come on, Blue Blood. Come on, Kennedy. You want to come out? Come out. We'll fucking talk to you. Yeah, but step off the stage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're supposed you're- to represent the people, how about literally talking to the people that you're asking? Hang about? out with them for yeah. a week. Yeah. And how 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 does he even think that taking guns away from the pavilion is going to make him secure? <laughs> I, I mean, what, are you kidding me? I know. He's probably in like oh. the most secure location for that week on like you know in New Hampshire have at least. Have they scouted Rogers? Campground? I mean, look, I get oh, you know it. They have. I get it. The dude's got the dude's got a neurosis about guns. Okay, I'm 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 willing to grant a Kennedy a neurosis what? about guns. It's silly. Sure. It's childish. But, but wait, isn't he supposed the to be an anti is, we're the ones is, making is he you the most safe that you could possibly he is. He's be pro second amendment he's pro yes, 2a but yet Wait, he what? wants he Bullshit. wants yeah so apparently he's not pro 2a no well that's fuck fine no. no it's a private event you know what second amendment has nothing to do and i know this has been debated ad nauseum yeah, no, i know i know where you're going with this yeah no and so that's it, the it, thing like i i like to i like to pick according to these things like his downside is that he's not 2a but like i'm not fucking worried about you taking guns away from people they're not going to let you they have guns I am it's worried about you, like, poking... A bad bit. I, I, I am worried about you poking a nuclear bear, because it's a nuclear bear, and he's not going to poke a nuclear bear. Like, dude, you want to try and take that? That's silly. It's not going to yeah. work. You're so, going to know that. So two, uh, the 2A thing, uh, because I think the Constitution is, well, just a piece of paper with words on it, right? That's all the effect that it should ever have on man. Uh, so take that away. If he really is for gun rights, 
then he should allow individuals to decide for themselves whether or not to be armed in his presence. No, there's literally no way that he's for gun rights. The guy, uh, like, so he posts to Twitter about how it is uh, an abomination to have a gun that can be easily disguised as a cell phone. Oh. And, yeah, and that I, was a great pill for me because I, that was also the day that I realized, dude, they make a gun that, like, folds into oh, they a do, cell phone. Yeah. It's a fucking transformer. Yeah, no, That's it's, awesome. It's been around for a while, too. I'm surprised more people don't have them. <sighs> uh, right? Well, I was Why isn't this everywhere? He was, hmm? was pro-second a bad bit. However, I, I could I be wrong about that. But that doesn't, yeah, no really, fucking way. that doesn't even really affect the situation because, like, my mom yeah. doesn't like guns in her house. Right. So I'm not going to bring my gun to my mom's house because she doesn't like it. And it's her private property. And right. I've agreed to that. And she is in general pro Second Amendment. Sure. She's just terrified of guns. So it is what it is. And it's her house. And this is a private function. Therefore, it, the Second Amendment doesn't even come into play here. I don't even care about that. I want to grill the fucking blue blood. Yeah. I want yeah. him to take yeah. questions. And yep. if he wants to take questions, that's fine. If he doesn't want guns there, and I'm so concerned about that, that then I would just not go. Well, I, just and, wouldn't, I would yeah. say, I don't want to grill you, but I don't care about that because I mean, I mean, ultimately it's a private function. It's on a private property. It is what it is. If that was the stipulation for him to come there, then they could have said no, and they didn't, and he's coming. So, therefore, I just, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Chad, I, I share, uh, I think, Ian and, and uh, Ian's view at least on that this is a, a bad uh, precedent to set for the festival. It's supposed to be, you know, about everybody having the ability to be the, you know, themselves and all that kind of thing. That being said, I'm still going, and I'm just not going to attend his talk. That's no, I'm, that's I'm, my solution. Well, I'm sincerely looking forward to attending. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'll be in earshot when I'm protesting, with, you know, with a gun. Yeah, next to outside. Oh, yeah, no, I plan on carrying the entire time that I'm there. And so I'm not going to his, whatever this is, if it's a speech, if it's a QA session, no one has said, so I can only imagine it's what politicians always do and that it's going to be him talking at everybody. Well, I would, I'll be with you guys if it is, if it is just talking at us, if it is a Q and a session, I don't give a flying fuck about the gun shit. I want to question this guy and I want to tell him, come with us. If you, if you want, if you want to, if you want to talk to the people, come sit by the campfire, come listen to some music, come hang out and let's have a beer and, and talk about things. But if you're going to be this hoity toity, you know, I'm a Kennedy, you know, I, I you roll know, in I'm my from, limo right before I, this. Irish yeah. Royal blood, you know, Illuminati motherfucker, then you're going to, I'm going to shout at you to the point where you can't even speak <laughs> until they pull me out. Yeah, I'm that's, not just going to so stand that's, outside. That's one of the the things that people tend not to realize about like John F. Kennedy. The reason he was exceptional was because he was less like his gangster family. Like, that was the weird thing about Kennedy. Mm. Like, his dad yeah, was so a bona fide fucking gangster. And, like, that yeah. was the family business. And he, like, didn't want to do that. So he picked it, a it, different mafia. Right. Well, that's the thing. That, no, I mean, yes, you're right. But I'm not going to judge someone by their family. Yeah. If he wants, I'm not going to just judge someone by their family. I'm not going to, like, I yeah, want that, your that would actions be unfair. are yeah. what matters. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it gives you, you it gives you shit to look out for. Like if well, you know he... if you know that like dude he literally comes from these crime families then yeah you want to look out for what these crime families hey, do. Uh, hang on a second. But I I do judge a man by as an individual. Hey Chad, I gotta ask you a question. Do you have a beard? I do. Yes. Is it is it a big beard? Uh, currently it's fairly short. It's a close cropped beard. All right. But uh, but a beard I, nonetheless. I, uh... All right. Just checking. Yes. I forget I, to I, ask I these things all the time. So I was like, oh, shit, I should ask this guy <laughs> if he's got a beard. All right. Yes, I have a close-shaven beard right now. It's not I, required I for you to have a beard, but it's just Beard Talk Live. And I assume at some point uh, we'll get some calls from somebody looking for, like, you know, beard products or, you know, something, some sort of oil to put in his beard, something like that, you know, something that's... I don't use any products. I grow mine out, especially in winter, pretty long. But... Uh... But uh, uh, I haven't sh- I haven't shaved in probably four weeks. I've got a decent beard going right now. All right, hey Chad, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. The major, are you still with us? Yeah, I was just listening to uh, somebody talking about bananas and potassium. Okay, well you're going to go back to that for just a minute. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? It's Ricky from the fucking Commonwealth, brother, Captain. The fucking Commonwealth, all right. Ricky no. from the... Oh, you have two middle names. Well, from I the Beard Talk fucking Live. Commonwealth. Yeah, you're on Beard Talk Beard Live. Talk you can Live fucking say that shit. Yeah. No true. Doubt. He doesn't no usually doubt. mention his second middle name. Yeah. Because the FCC wouldn't approve. Right. They would not. So fuck the FCC. Yeah. Fuck, fuck the, the FCC. FCC. Yes. Well, you know, I was thinking, you know, after Peak was scrambled my Gnostic brains tonight, and <laughs> fucked up my call tonight, but everybody got a laugh, it's all good. Captain did say something at the end, and I was thinking, and, you know, Brother Ian kind of said something. Now, here's the thing. Now, what we with saying? my niche, that's only for the site itself. Now, I was thinking about this, you know? Are you talking about uh, your porn business again? No, but you see... I'm looking at the thing with Sarah from New Mexico, you know? I got what you're kind of thinking here, Captain. I'm kind of like on the same wavelength oh, here. Oh, dear now Lord. What have you economy. done? I don't, this would be a good thing for... What have you done? Like, I don't, like here, I can't understand how Ricky can think <laughs> that he knows what I'm thinking when I don't even remember what I was thinking, whatever I said, whatever well, the fuck I said. About making a, you mentioned making a porn video with Sarah. No, I mentioned you making a porn video with Sarah. No, no, no. That's what I meant there, Captain. No doubt. Now, here's what I'm thinking. This would be great for the annals of Free Talk Live history. You know, the Confederate and the Communist. You know, both of us go way back. You know, I'm Confederate. She's crazy. You know, all I would want her to do is be herself. If she did that, I think the end result would be quite good. As long as you don't try to be some kind of fucking porn star. Why would that you? Would, that wouldn't work. Why would you put any you know? thought into that whatsoever, Ricky? What the fuck? What's that? Why, I can't understand why you'd put any thought into that whatsoever. <laughs> because it can be, you know why I thought of this? Because Mark was saying a couple of nights Mark back, was, okay. He was saying how they used to have years ago, this is before my time even, uh, how they had, how he was posting different girls that were listeners, you know? And I'm thinking this would be really cool. No, I don't know. 
Well, no, I'm talking about me and Sarah from New Mexico. Uh, okay. And I, I don't, how does everything else factor into that? What is it? Well, I'm just, it, it would, I think it would be a, I think it will really be fun for the listeners, especially those that <laughs> have been listening for years. You know, they're listening for years. I mean, oh my Sarah God. appeared. Sarah appeared after I did. I, I, you know, initially. I, I don't. I don't agree with your premise that the thing that 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 I said was a good idea. <laughs> well, you said it, Captain. I know. Blame you for but, it now? But, but look, just because I say a thing doesn't mean it's a good fucking idea, Ricky. Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, Ricky. Have you slept? Because we said that, and it is actually a good idea. What sleeping? Yes. Well, I ain't sleeping anytime soon because I'm still waiting for my weed. Oh, did you, uh, you got the delivery service going on or? Yeah, that's the idea coming. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad there's a plan. That was funny with Brother Ian, though. He says they don't need a legal Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know, it's called the street, man. That's the, the free market. Yeah. You know, I'm all for it. I like I like my weed like I like my tacos from the street. No mm. doubt. No doubt. Amen. Yeah. Ricky, but did I you have an actual it. purpose for calling in tonight, or are you just babbling on about nothing? Because if you uh, know, I, mean, I thought it was interesting, but I guess it wasn't, you know. But I will say this, you know. Uh, you know, as far as Peekless was saying, I think that he did say something, though. And he said, maybe he's misusing the word status. And that's kind of the way I maybe feel about I, No, it. I said, I'm, maybe I'm not using it the way you, uh, that you uh, think of it. You keep using that word. Yeah. I do not think that it means what you I think mean, it look, means. I mean, look, dude, if there is a law being imposed on me that I didn't pick, then fuck you. Okay, it's a state it, it, by any other name. If I don't make the agreement, and look, it's easy to make all the, the obvious agreements, like not killing each other, not stealing from each other. We can all just make one fucking agreement, non-aggression. Sure, we can argue about the things on the and hairy edge and the gray and I, areas, but the fucking that. idea oh. is pretty easy rule to, to agree to. Yeah. Now, all this other shit taxation being part of it i mean and i didn't I, I i didn't mince words when i said hey i went through there there's fucking speed limit signs because that's the obvious okay, that indication was, that, that there's arbitrary shit there, you know speed limit signs are pretty thin and i disagree arbitrary with that. bullshit that i am compelled to follow at the threat of force yep gonna get an armed right, fucking bandit ridiculous. i agree with that one yeah, yeah and the knows. tickets that they imply, and the entire set of bullshit, all of the bullshit, any fucking rule, except non-aggression, that you didn't get my agreement on. Hey, uh, Ricky, you're going to have to hang on. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Matt. Hey, Matt. You're on the show with Peakless Mountaineer and the captain. What up, Matt? Yeah, I'm calling you because... Uh... I was curious as to what your opinion is on living amongst the enemy. So I know you're from the Seattle area. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Nicholas is from Hawaii originally. Um, Actually, I why does from everyone think that I'm Richie Rich and he's me? I don't it's know. Up, that man. is fucked up because you are completely different people. Like, I could tell you apart. It's beardist, but, uh, man. It's and I don't beardist. see very well. I, I could tell you. But, uh, no, Peekless is uh, Colorado? Or baritonist. Is that right? Colorado? Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Well, I guess that kind of fits in. Uh, but like, I mean, so I, I, I live with just the, the, the worst people you could possibly imagine. Um, and it, it, it's not by choice, but Statists, uh, what right? do you think is the best way to cope? I, I know that, um, being close to Massachusetts, you guys are probably used to, uh, having to deal with, uh, those kind of people. Um, do you have Massholes? any coping strategies or things that, uh, things that help Ooh. you deal with the kind of status people that you interact with? Wow. With statists. Wow. Um, what I like to do is I like to shut the fuck up. Um, you know. Uh, every now and again, uh, regular folks will ask a question and you'll answer, you know, your honest opinion on it and it'll be shocking to them. I forget this all the time. I forget that having the perspective of freedom is shocking to the normal person, the the public school educated, uh, you know, we call them normies, right? The yeah. the ones who are clouded by the propaganda of statism through the public schooling system and then don't even realize what what is happening to them. And I feel so bad. Like, I, pity's not the right word because I was one of them. I right. was a fucking zombie. I was a statist fucking zombie. Yeah. And somehow... Some I got fucking lucky. I don't know what happened. Somehow I f- like my brain like, and I had help. It was a whole bunch mm-hmm. of other people doing like media and stuff like that that brought me to these ideas. But like I, I was there, and so of logic. Yeah, I I feel so bad for the people who who don't get it. Uh, like I'm like, oh my gosh. So how do you cope? That's a great fucking question. I. I cope with uh, human stupidity no matter what flavor it is. If it's statism or just because humans do dumb shit, um, I cope uh, in the same way. Um, I've given up one of my coping coping mechanisms at least for a period of time because I'm trying to be healthy, so that's drinking. So that's one of my coping mechanisms just f- doesn't even fucking exist. Uh, uh, I, I do uh, do the marijuana from time to time, uh, every now and again, now. And again, uh, my I, first suggestion is meditation. It is really important because you're going to have to have a lot of patience. I require an enormous amount of alone time uh, just to exist as a human being on planet Earth. It's one of my weird quirks as a, as a human. I, I actually enjoy uh, solitude, not for extended periods of time. Like, I mean, I can be at my house you know, for maybe a couple of days without going out. I don't know. Does that make me a hermit? No, I don't think it does. I still go out. I'm relatively social, uh, you know, when it comes to hanging out with large groups of people and stuff, right. you know, uh, doing this. I was, you know, I played guitar in bands. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, a little attention's good for the ego, you know. Uh, it's just how human beings are wired. And so, right. but, but I want it on my terms when I'm ready for it, right? I don't want it to be... Like, so I like my alone time, uh, and I need a lot of it compared to like anybody else, uh, just to cope just to, because like when I'm alone, I get some meditation time. I get time to sort my thoughts. I get time to reprioritize having that time to myself allows me to stay focused on what I feel are my life's missions, if you will. Right. I got, you know, uh, one of them is, well, I'm doing it right now. Just fucking keep talking about it. Right. Keep talking about it. Keep talking about it. Keep talking about it. Keep talking about it. Talk about it some more. Talk about it again. Talk about it another time. Talk about it in such a way that like if you're three sheets to the fucking wind and you can barely stand up, you still can hold a coherent argument. Yeah. And the thing is, what you are advocating is 
just that, talking. Like, our entire thing that we're advocating in our existence is humans have two solutions. We choose talking instead of hitting. Yes. So the way to get people to talk is to talk. Yes. So you talk to them about talking. So whether or not you realize it, Matt, you're coping right now by calling into this show. No, well, uh, that, that, I really appreciate the, the advice. Uh, and I also wanted to make a slight correction to what you said. Um, the, uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it turns out that um, the, uh, the ocean, there is no place in the ocean that people can't go. They've sent uh, submarines down to the bottom of the Challenger Deep, which is the deepest part of the ocean. It's just the Well, the he, he didn't say that the there's ocean. places we can't go here. I thought he said uh, there's places we haven't been. And that's true. No, we, he he said that the pressure was too great, and and we've gone to the we've well, gone to the deepest part. The, of the pressure ocean. is too great to stay there for very long. And yeah, but the, the the thing that most people don't uh, the the expanse of the ocean, like you've gone, like the Challenger Deep is exciting because it's the deepest part, but there's huge swaths of the ocean that are just boring as shit. Well, um, <laughs> like, so no so one ever goes the there. Montana of the ocean floor. Well, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, we actually There's, know more about the surface of the moon than we do about the floor of the ocean. Oh yeah, no. There's a there's a place I think it's called uh, it's Point Nemo, um, where uh, it's in the southeastern Pacific Ocean. Where when you're there, you're 1,300 nautical miles away from the nearest human being. Wow, that's totally nautical, bro. <laughs> Nemo point. Oh my God, that is so punny. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Well, th thanks. Uh, thanks for the advice, uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the show. Hey, Thank thanks for the call, man. Matt. We appreciate you. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Do you need to just cope? Do you need to vent about you know? Uh, are you a, a freedom-minded individual, or do you just want to vent about humans being stupid? Uh, you can do that. It's Beard Talk Live, uncensored. Uh, all right, let's go. All right, Major Payne's back now. Major? Oh, hello? Yep, hello. You're back now. You're on Beard Talk Live again, you fucker. Oh, oh Mr. Motherfucker to you. Uh, all right. <laughs> so? Well, I mean, I do have seniority. <laughs> mm. uh, senor? Are you? Uh, I didn't think you were Mexican. I'll okay, take your seniority, senior but no seniority. Oh, right. Senior Payne. Uh, did you <coughs> all right. did so, you think of anything interesting while you're on hold? Well, you guys <coughs> are the ones that brought up this thing about the girls giving me a hard time area mm. complaining about me oh, complaining yeah, yeah. about her telling all this okay. whatever. I want to hear all okay. about that, but but hang on for just a minute, Major. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Hey, it's Mike. What's up, Beardos? Hey, Mike. Are you a beard? Um, no. Well, I'm a mustachio. Um, <laughs> I, I mustachio a question. <laughs> I well, I trust you as much as uh, Captain trusts a man with two Shit. first names. What did he say? His name was Mike. <laughs> is it Fair Mike? Enough. Is it Mike? Um, is that I right? got road raged. Yes, it's Mike. Okay. Wait, you got um, road raged these... upon, or you were road raging? Yes, I was the victim of. I don't know if it violates the map. Maybe you can tell me. I, I have to ask, um, are you a shitty driver? <laughs> no, I, I... Do you incessantly drive, like, at the speed limit or five below? I can be aggressive, but it's, it's like, it's like they, it justice. You know what I mean? Like, I use my turn signal, I get over to the right, yeah. 
if I have to pass you on the right, then you're the one fucking up. Yeah, I agree. For the most part. Amen. All right, all right, all right. So what, so what happened? I'm only an asshole for going vengeance. slow in gotcha. front of me. I, I, I'm, I put my turn signal on. There's plenty of room for me to get over to the left, and I do that. Next thing you know, this car passes me. The guy's hanging out of the, dra- the, the passenger window. They br- brake check the shit out of me. I get over. They get in front of me again. I, I move over. <laughs> I move over. They swerve into me. I'm behind him again. He slows way down and then keeps trying to brake check me. So I actually pull over into the shoulder. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was tempted to... Tr- I was like, this guy's going to just crash his car into me. It was very, very serious. They're Connecticut drivers. I'm like, ah, man, do I, like, call the cops? No, I can't do that. Try to defuse the situation. But, I don't know, someone mentioned uh, drivers and mass holes. Connecticut's worse (laughs) than Massachusetts. (laughs) Oh, man. So, some some sources (laughs) say that the... uh, the, the the traffic in the Seattle Washington area is the worst in the nation. Some sources. Oh my god! And I lived there for 22 years. I have seen it all. I've seen everything. The only saving grace that the Seattle Washington area has when it comes to drivers is that they legalized weed early on, and everybody just chilled the fuck out. Right? Like the yeah. You know, COVID came along, and then there was no traffic. So like you know, but like I left before that kicked in. Um, I suffer from road rage, right? But right. I cured road rage. Do you want to hear how? Yes. All right. So you can send twenty nine ninety nine to the follow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to tell you right here, right now. I cured my road rage. All right. By moving to a small town in New Hampshire. <laughs> right. No, it literally. Is the perfect cure. Like, like I. I've I've probably flipped off like a half a dozen people uh, since I've moved here. I've been mad at them, been like, you know, in a situation where, you know, somebody's doing five under the speed limit and then they're slowing down and then they're speeding up and then they're slowing down and then, oh, they're doing Mm -hmm. 10 over, but now they're doing five under, now they're 10 under, right? They're swerving, right? All this kind of stuff. And you finally get to one of these things where you can go around them when they have it for the trucks going up the hills or whatever around here. There's a lot of mountains in New Hampshire. And so you finally get to one of those and you go to pass the guy and you salute him, right? You give him the bird or whatever. I've, I've done that probably a half a dozen times. And all of it happened within the first year that I moved here uh, because this is what i like to call spillover rage i was still angry from mm. having driven in the seattle traffic for 22 fucking years that i was just mad at all right. drivers and it didn't matter who you were uh and all that kind of thing uh in the seattle area man holy fuck dude it is amazing that i did not like get into some sort of physical altercation with people i've had some arguments where two people me and another guy pulled over and red face spitting at each other kind of stuff you know but nothing Mm. happened right uh so yeah uh People piss me off, and it's not just in the road either. Like sometimes you're at the grocery store and it's packed on like a Sunday afternoon because that's when everybody fucking shops for some goddamn reason. Everybody shops like Sunday from noon until four, right? That's when everybody's at the fucking grocery store. So I don't go grocery shopping between noon and four on Sundays ever. <laughs> I figured these things yeah. out. So I moved to New Hampshire, and all of a sudden, what I consider traffic is gone. Just fucking gone. 
right now right, right. now when somebody does five under it's like well i'm still gonna get there on time so whatever it's fine you know if <laughs> if i come up on one of those things where i can get around a guy i will but i'm not going to be the formerly aggressive driver that i was and like wait for the passing zone and then zoom you know see if i can like i used to challenge myself how many of these fuckers can i leapfrog oh look i can get three of them uh i would pull this maneuver that i like to call because the uh the exit ramps would get backed up in Seattle all the time. And if you were an asshole, which I was, you would uh, pull this maneuver that I like to call the barge. And that is you just get up on that, on the next lane over, and then right where the lane sort of ends and, like, there's no more room to get over, you just sort of edge your way over. You put your, yeah, sort of nudge your way over. Somebody will eventually let you in if you have your signal on. And then you you throw them the courtesy wave. They might honk at you and flip you off or something. But generally speaking... Uh, that can be done safely in the Seattle area. Uh, I I perfected that art of the barge, uh, and then one day I was day, really hoping that your your small town New Hampshire story was going to be like, oh yeah, you know, I might it, these people are my neighbors. I have to like no, it's just that there's less them. people. Know who I am? Yeah, there's less people. <laughs> I'm not in a major metropolitan area. Uh, the traffic flows pretty damn steadily uh, during the winter. They have shit like salt and plows. Unlike Seattle, when they get snow and ice and shit like that, they have like two plows and no uh, or no salt. They use the synthetic, which is this crappy film that they spray on the road that doesn't melt a fucking thing uh and so people crash buses crash it's fucking amazing that anybody survives winter in seattle but it only lasts for like a week so that's the difference right yeah winter Uh, exists the one one good thing about like new york city metropolitan area is that like people people like the, the 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 herd instinct thing or whatever of aggression but also competence People will punish you for not using your turn signal and stuff like that. And New then York is in so like unnatural the... to have that many people in a place that has winter. It's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I could not yeah. like drive around New York City. Like if I lived in New York City, there's no way I would drive. I would own a car right, and right. it would be, you know, somewhere that I could, you know, get the, the nearest train to, the nearest subway. You know what I mean? It'd be parked there. And then I'd get on that and then go to my car and then drive to wherever the fuck I needed to go, right? My yeah. garage would be, like, in another city or at least on the, you know, the outskirts of, of the city itself. Yeah, if I had to commit to a vehicle in New York, it'd probably be a bike. Yeah. And even that is, you know, iffy. Yeah. Oh, uh, I figured out what the ultimate driving power is, though. It's having a, the shittiest car on the road. That's my superpower. Like at any in any situation. What do you have? Like a 1980 Honda Civic or something? So close. 2001 <laughs> Honda something or other. I won't. You can't. That's I, fine. I, no, I, I can't dox myself. That's that's enough People information. People are gonna be like, "Oh, look, it's that guy. It's the road rage guy. Let's get him." But but I will literally like play chicken with these people. It's like trust me, uh-uh. you care more about your car than I do. I will crash crash into you. When, when you have a car I'm... that does have some battle wounds on it, and you're comfortable with that fact, it, it does change your risk portfolio. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. I feel better now. I can let them go. <laughs> Hey, Mike, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining our therapy session. Beard Talk Live, if you need to, statist recovery edition, right? If you need to vent, 
uh, you know, or just sort of, you know, get out your frustrations with statists, <laughs> feel free to give us a call. 603-283-6160. Uh, all right. Uh, let's, let's bring Ricky back for a minute. Ricky, you're back on. I got something actually fucking interesting to talk about. All right, go. All right. Now, recently, we know we had this business with Speaker McCarthy wheeling and dealing with Joe Biden. Now, here's how I look at this. Wait, who now, was doing yeah, what? McCarthy, huh? Who was doing what? Speaker McCarthy Speaker dealing McCarthy. with Joe Biden. I think he's talking about the debt ceiling thing. Okay. All Correct. Right. Now, here's how this turns out. Now, Speaker McCarthy is a dickhead because he made reinstated the House rule that for any given, any reason, any given time, that any member of the majority can call for a vote to remove the Speaker. Now, normally he'd lose his damn job, but this is why he's not going to, and there's a big point to this. Because even though the 200 moderates, have been going along all the fucking way with everything the mega people have been saying and calling to vote for since the beginning, they're not going to remove the speaker. And I'll tell you why. Why? Two names come to mind. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates. What are they they don't to want do them as speaker. Now, here's what's going to happen. Oh. I am. I'm like, so just hang on, hang on, Ricky. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I am just so glad that I don't know what the fuck Ricky is talking about. These names he's saying, I know that they're government people, they're politicians. They, Representative they Marjorie Taylor like, like, but no, Green I, from Georgia, I'm just saying Matt that, like, like, I am so glad that I do not engage in the soap opera known as U.S. politics. But here's what's going to so, be interesting. I actually find it quite fun. So on this, in this particular occasion, uh, what this indicates is that what they're worried about is the the people whose like primary political motivation is dissatisfaction with the institutions. They're really concerned that those people are going to get uh, too much microphone time, basically. Matt Gates so is a good example of that. That's actually kind of neat. Um, Matt Gates, I I don't remember much about. I don't think I like him. Um, but uh, Marjorie like Taylor Greene, like, she's got her issues, but she she's still, like like Trump, I like what she represents more than her. All right, so, uh, Ricky, you had a larger point you were getting to. Yes. Now, what's going to happen, though, see, they're very pissed off at this point because they don't have the leverage anymore. But I'll tell you what is going to happen. Now, there's, old, there's about 30 of them in the House of Representatives, mega guys. Now, the mega people as a whole comprise about 35% of the Republican Party. You know what is going to happen? And this is going to be fun. And it's about time that history repeats itself. The Republican Party is going to fragment. And you're going to have the mega people have their own party. That's oh, going to be fun in the future. No. And you know what? I think it's a good thing. It's, it's the Camacho Party is what he's talking about. <laughs> It'll be good to separate... <laughs> Think about it. Separate the normal Republicans from the crazy mega people. You know, it's uh, going to make sense. Look, I can't, I can't separate people who all collectively hallucinate that an organization of psychopaths has power over the rest of us to tell us what the fuck to do. But here's good news for you, Captain. What it is also going to do is it'll leave the door open finally for another party. Don't care. You know, that's something that never could happen. It will happen then. If another party was going to happen and was going to work, it would have already happened and it would already be in place. 
Mm, well, I think it'll that's, get more that's liter- Okay, so that's technically like uh, one of the like failures of logic. Uh, it's called the normalcy bias. So the, the normalcy bias is one of the things that humans fall pay- prey to because it's a really good survival function. But the expectation that things are going to continue to be as they are and have been. But when it comes to government, yeah, now, until the institution itself is abolished. Well, right. We'll hold it. Aha. Well, think about the situation in which that actually in, in which their control structure becomes so weak that they let the microphone be at least temporarily grabbed by someone who they're not going to ever give any power to. What situation well, would what that be? Think. Oh, right. When it's st- when the whole fucking thing's starting to shake apart like, like the USSR. Like, like you and I are doing right now. This yeah. is about the extent. Oh no 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 no! Well, that's so so that's the thing. Ridiculous. If there if there becomes a, a prominent third party, then that means that like different ideas get talked about in ordinary society. I mean, technically, there are third, fourth, fifth, sixth. There's a whole bunch of See, fucking parties. Yeah, but, but, but that's Captain, not what he's talking. The libertarians will actually be able to, I think, as a result of fragmentation, be able to be in the damn primaries. Mm. That's a good, interesting thought. That's going to stir up the shit. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I'm uh, interested in as far as the the Libertarian Party and uh, New Hampshire. Uh, so mm-hmm. it looks like the Democrats are about to flee the state like uh, rats off a ship because uh, there's not going to be a bunch of money coming in here because it's the uh, country's first primary for the Democrats. So that's going to lead leave an opening uh, for an anarchist party in uh, in in New Hampshire, which perhaps the libertarians will get their shit together. Perhaps they won't. Anarchist party. Yeah. The only yeah, anarchist no shit, party man. I want to go to is going to have like beer and you know, it's, it'll be a party. Fuck it won't yeah. be a political association. Well, I would enjoy it myself, even though I'm not an anarchist. We can do both. We no. can bring PBR and like, uh, keep the, the professional keep the bull Republicans on their toes. Professional bull riders, PBR. No, I could be like a temporary anarchist when I'm at the party. That'd be fun. A te- there's no, a like, temporary yeah, anarchist. I, the, the thing well, about the thing about being a temporary well, I've never anarchist. Been an anarchist, I can experience anarchy. Here's, everyone's a temporary anarchist for a lot of their lives. Well, that's true. They just are unaware of it. They're not that's doing it true. specifically. Uh, Ricky, we got to go to break. Thanks for the call. Uh, hold on. Before we go to break, hey Major, we got to go to break. Stand by. All right, we're gonna go to break. Um. This is a, an album that I got turned on to, and I can't remember who it was, uh, by some friend of mine some time ago. This is an album from 2008 by uh, a band called Death Cycle. It's called Prelude to Tyranny. And the reason I'm playing it tonight is because they have great fucking song titles. Uh, Angels from Hell, Enemy of the State, Is It Too Late, We Will Rise, Blueprint for Enslavement, and Accomplice to Murder, Pawns of the New American Century, uh, another song, Drown, Good Person, Bad American, uh, and The Future I See. So we're going to take about 10 minutes. I hope you guys enjoy listening to Death Cycle. Prelude to Tyranny is the uh, album. Go away! Who 
Uh-oh, I hear silence. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, well, we're back anyway. Uh, it must must have been the space between the two songs. So we'll just uh, we'll do what they call in uh, professional land uh, a fade-out. That's where you just kind of have the thing going on and going on, and gradually it gets quieter and quieter as you continue to speak. Uh, and your speech stays about the same that the music. Okay, and now it's gone. That's called a fade-out. And some of this won't make it into the That's album. Right. There was a time when if you could do a fade-out like that, or a, a good one, that was very, very good, you could do good, you'd get paid for being able to do a really nice fade-out, you know? Uh, in the audio industry, you used to be able to get paid bucks for being able to splice tape on a beat, right? So you'd have to like listen to it and then and then put it in the machine, and then you could scrub it back literally, like move the physical tape heads of the two inch twenty four track machine back and forth uh, to find the beat, and then take that mark it and then put it down on a on a you know little cutting table and then take a razor blade and make an exact cut so that you could splice it to another recording of that song this is manual copy and paste is what i'm talking about everybody knows what copy and paste is on a computer imagine doing it to a a, a song right a, a software representation of a song and you just cut out you're like you know what that song's got one too many verses in it so you go into the, the one verse that you don't like and you cut and then delete and then paste the two remaining parts together. And if it changes on a beat, then you now have a complete song with one last verse in it. So there, that used to be done manually before computers and shit. And you could get paid bank. That was a skill that you could learn and sell because studios would pay you for that shit. Mm -hmm. But that's no longer the case. It is Beard Talk Live. It still says we'll be back in a moment, Peakless. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I, Jesus. All right. Well, first of all, let's do let's do that part so that people can at least, who are watching, can tell that the show is back if they've muted their speaker for any reason, which if they did, they totally missed out on some awesome fucking music. So you suck for missing out. Um, what were we talking about previously on previously Beard Talk Live? Previously on. Previously on, I need to make like an actual cartoon character for that guy, like a little mascot. Uh, it's already dude. been done by Rick and Morty. Previously on, yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. They took previously on. Previously on. No. Yeah. Why was I not informed of this? <laughs> because you don't watch Rick and Morty. This is the likely likely answer. All right. It looks like okay. The cameras are moving. So the only thing I need to change is this here, I think. No, I think we're okay. 603-283-6160. So I wanted to throw this idea out there real quick. Okay, can you buck uh, up to the microphone there, pal? Because people can't hear you from back here. Fair enough. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm in a rare mood. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so since nobody can't be here with us, yeah. someone's got to like propose a technology in his absence. Someone's got to do what nobody would do. Somebody's got to do not here. what nobody would do, but nobody's not here. Right. So n <laughs> there's nobody else to do what nobody would normally do. And so somebody has to do what nobody else will because nobody won't. Precisely. I got you. And because of that, I have to introduce this idea. All right. You could continue the uh, anonymity on that uh, Monero Amazon locker to an additional degree 
by uh, what I was suggesting there and saying, okay, you can do the signature that proves it's your wallet. Okay, well, it'll be in the same locker with the same code. So for those of you just tuning in, uh, we were talking about uh, Amazon having lockers and a service that is being provided by a website. Uh, what was it? Anon.app? Um, uh, let me pull it up. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Uh, but it's a service that allows you to spend Monero cryptocurrency uh, and uh, via some, you know, internet magic. Uh, you can get goods and services, or a non goods at least. A non-shop.app. Non-shop.app. Uh, you can get uh, some goods delivered to Amazon lockers uh, without any identification requirements whatsoever. None. Right. Uh, the only, and like we had a guy call in and say, yeah, I've used it. The only thing I recommend is, uh, you know, maybe wear something to cover your face when you go to that locker. Uh, because that locker does have a camera on it, obviously, for security purposes. Of course it does. Yeah. It's Amazon. Yeah. So uh, it's a good point. And, but also good to know that, like, something I just randomly stumbled on, like, had at least one guy listening to the show. Yeah, who that said, was awesome. Yep, I've used it uh, twice, and yeah, it, it's legit. It worked. Right. You know? I was like, that's awesome, man. That's powerful. That's right. what that is, right? Uh, people are listening, and I like it. Uh, because the idea that mankind needs to be controlled by an institution, (laughs) come on, really? No, we don't need an institution at all, right? All we need to do is agree that it's wrong to hurt others and take their stuff. Yep. That's it. That's all. We can all agree on just that. Like the rest, everything else just works itself out by voluntary agreements. <laughs> it's really that easy. <laughs> like that's that's all I should ever have had to say. Yeah, was what I just said about this. The, those two points. Like, don't hit people. Don't. Uh, all we need to do yeah. is agree. Don't hit people and don't take their stuff. If we can all well, agree well, to about, not hurt people and not take their stuff. Well, what about what about what about well well. Are you hurting someone or taking their stuff? Yeah. If you are, like, maybe you're in the habit. Maybe maybe you get paid to hurt people and take their stuff, right? But if you're in the habit in any portion of your life, I urge you to examine your life and find out where the hurting people and taking stuff is taking place within your life. And once you identify that, you'll be like, oh, shit, it's everywhere. Hmm. Fuck. And so you'll begin to take steps to mitigate that. You know, you, you can't get rid of all of it as long as th- there are institutions known as governments that are funded by taxation. Uh, you know, it, it's just a condition of existence right now. And it sucks. It really fucking sucks. But not for long. So that's the, the beauty of uh, uh, productivity maximizing uh, technologies emerging after the network of value gets established. Yeah. So that means that it amplifies the network of value because that's playing into its strength. The thing I love about the network effect and, of course, all the technology that that has come with it is, um, well, uh, it was possible to out-invent the institution known as government. Like, all of the things required to replace that exist already 
right? Everybody, well, what would you replace it with? Nothing. Well, there'd be a big vacuum there. No, 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 no. All of the things that are required to replace everything government does, except for the bad shit, the murdering, <laughs> and all of that shit exists, right? It's not a question of what will replace it. It's just a question of how big will those markets grow? Right, the the markets for things like record keeping, right? Uh, looking up things in you know like official like property you know stuff, certificates of ownership, right? That stuff's gonna skyrocket, right? How do you keep track of who owns what? And more importantly, how do you easily uh, recall it when it's necessary, right? These these are things that uh, you know the state used to stand for, right? Was like okay, well we're keeping the official record, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's no longer fucking necessary. The thing to replace that already exists. And now it's a question of how big is that market going to grow, right? Because if government got the fuck out of the way, all of a sudden that market would be wide open. And you know some entrepreneurs are going to jump in or some existing businesses are going to want to expand their offering, their product or service offering, and jump right into that fucking shit. Yeah. You just have to have faith that people will not leave money on the table. Right. Someone is going to go, oh, this would be really easy for me to do. And and, now, and it'll make a lot of value for a lot of people. And now you've got, well, choice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, you've got like, you know, let's just say government turned off tomorrow and everybody like woke the fuck up and was like, we don't need this. And like mankind possibly could just ignore government out of existence by just standing up and saying no collectively. Like yep. everyone around the planet who's a freedom-minded individual, everybody just stood up and said, no, we're not doing this anymore, right? Mankind could ignore, it's possible for mankind to ignore statism out of existence. I don't think it's going to happen that way, right? But it's well, possible. Well, so I am certain, as I can be about such things, that humankind is going to get distracted out of it. Something is just going to be fucking no, shinier. I think it's going to get out-invented. Right. Right. And and so that means like all of this, this infrastructure now, this continuing network effect on humankind, uh, you know, the groundwork we have for the first time anarchist or anarchic infrastructure. That's new. That's fucking miraculous. Right. Right. Like crypt, the invention of cryptocurrency is not heralded yeah. as the fucking genius invention that it is. And I don't know why it yeah. is. It uh, is. A, it's nothing short of a mathematical miracle. Mankind is building the shining city on the hill. Like as much as that metaphor can apply to human existence, we're building it now. Yeah. And the the way that things are being structured is along the path that brings the most uh, awareness of reality. Yeah. Which I mean, if that's not the shining city, I don't know what you expect. And that's being built just by getting out of life's way by not stopping people from doing what doesn't harm anyone yeah the the old ways are antique barbaric inhumane right and they promote psychopathy right so like it it would be it's the equivalent of the next uh, we we uh, abolished slavery right right the next logical step like like, oh, you think you're done? No, 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 no. There's plenty of, uh, you know, hitting people and taking their stuff going on and things that are not slavery, right? Oh, oh, the largest uh, committer of uh, these two abuses, 
the one who does them the most, oh, the institution known as government, does almost 100% of these things? Oh, fuck. Right? But wait, there's more. Yeah, there's so much more. But, like, eliminating that is sort of the next logical step. You didn't... You didn't but finish the job. my predictable oppression, where right? will my predictable oppression come from? Well, so the thing Who'll is... Who enforce roads upon me? So, so the thing is, like, overt slavery was abolished, even though I know there's a couple of places on earth where it's going on, or at least somebody told me that and I believe them. Um, they're, like, the next step is like, okay, and guess what? If you don't take the next step, if you don't uh, figure out how to exist... Without this institution known as government, uh, slavery will return. I fucking guarantee it, right? It'll come back somewhere, somehow, right? One of these fucking countries will just, uh, nope, we got slaves now, right? Or they'll do it and you don't even know. Like, oh, I don't know, all the fucking prisoners that are being held in cages for nonviolent crimes, right? I'm including, there's still a bazillion, like thousands of people. I don't know if it's thousands. I don't know the number. Oh, it's a there's a large number of people. amount of people that are uh, working from prison but I'm saying and getting just, paid just in, slave wages. Just in jail for weed, right? Still, like marijuana is right. largely accepted now uh, culturally, but for whatever reason, the man is just reluctant to take it off the books because government never rolls any laws back. They only pass new ones. You ever notice that? Not you, yeah. but the listeners, right? You ever notice how government, and I know a lot of our listeners know this <laughs> stuff, but it Expands just- Expands like a cancer? Like, like uh, this, it should be so fucking obvious to everyone else. <laughs> it should have been obvious no, to me, and like no, part of my- that's exactly how it works. Everyone knows. It's just that they put it in this upside-down category. They put it in the upside-down category of children putting their parents. Like, that category exists for a reason. When you are so young that you are stupid, because that's how life works, then you have this category that makes you go, oh, when they direct me over here, they're they're probably not an enemy that I should bite. Like, that category exists for a reason, but they put their peers into that category because they've been hoodwinked. Yeah. Sorry, that was my bad. I was doing a thing. Sorry for the... The awesome music there to interrupt you. Hornswoggled. Mm-hmm. Well, Rodamuck. That's a word I, I, I love the word hornswoggle. It's, I just it's it just sounds so good. It's fun to say, uh, and you can only use it in context rarely, right? But I will use it as sort of oh, you think he's gonna hornswoggle you into it, right? People will be like hornswoggle. They're like genuinely we'll have an this yeah. time. A what? I don't promise any neologisms, but we'll have an archaeologism. An archaeologism? Yeah. It's archaic. Oh, an archaeogism. Is there an L in there somewhere? I, I put one in. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the neologism. Well, what the L? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hornswoggled. Hornswoggled. Yeah. yeah. When you've been had, conned, you know, when someone has won your confidence and doesn't deserve it, that's what government has done to the narrative of everyone's lives. Hornswoggle this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every person in the United States that's alive right now has been hornswoggled by government. Yeah. Including like people who work in government. Like the irony of the statists, of course, is that at least on paper, 
any of them who collect a check from the government uh, also receive deductions. <laughs> Even though they're the ones, they're like, they're like, you know, I've stolen from you, but then uh, my own organization took some of it back and then gave me this, you know, the remainder. Well, I can tell you why. Which I never really had, and I'm just stealing from myself See, if they now. Did it, if they did it the other way, <laughs> then they'd have to pay them more. And if they paid them more, then they'd have to tax them more. And if they taxed them more, they'd have more. So they'd have to pay them more, but not as much as the last time. And it just fractalates on down unless you do it this way. You sound like, uh, was it was it Reagan who did the, the trickle-down economics? <laughs> <laughs> you see all the money starts up here. I don't I, I've never seen like the actual okay. but he talks so about follow me and on it, this and it and it give sort of all of your money down. to the corporations. Just all of it and give it to the corporations. It'll work. Good. It just it just sort of trickles down. You don't get all of it, but you get a little bit much later. <laughs> like, his trickle down theory of economics. That's how have called me the great communicator. Mostly me just now for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but it fucking works. Oh my god. Oh, now he is Saint Dragon. And it's like he hates everything you believe in, you silly, silly people. <sighs> 603-283-6160. Amble? Amble? Should we amble? We should amble. Let's amble. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. We have ambled. We are we are post-amble right now. We are. We are post-amble. Okay. So I am going to steal one from Zephan and have actual show prep. <gasps> oh, my God, you bastard. What the fuck are we going to do? Uh, specifically for you, because uh, there was this article. It was on uh, Bitcoin Audible, one of the few uh, uh, podcasts I listen to religiously. Uh, and it mentioned your idea, like, what? as the, uh, the you know, that, that voice technology, the, you know, that that was the they had the same interpretation for what AI was as a tool, huh. and as an amplifier. Yeah, and I wanted to uh, read off a, a little bit here that I thought was brilliant. Okay, all right. Do you have it ready? Uh, uh, almost. Oh, should I just yes. say words for a minute while you fuck around trying to get it to appear in it on your teleprompter? <laughs> <laughs> or as I like to call it, the heliprompter. Or if you're from California, it would be the heliprompter. Yeah, so... If it's for Skeletor, it's the Skeleprompter. <laughs> so this section is, we're in a, a, we're in a global AI arms race. Okay. The race is between two versions of the world. One, on the one hand, we have woke generalist AIs that everyone is forced to use because newly formed regulatory bodies deem them safe. Mm. I don't like that. On the other, we have a future of distributed, more sovereign tools that people can choose from, that the user evaluates on merits they deem important. That I like. Yeah, I think that's like that's the dichotomy of how this technology can be used. Like, are you going to... Uh, run away from yeah, what the right. the men in suits tell you is scary. Yeah. 
or are you going to you know embrace this like it's it okay so this this is the gun of the internet like we invented Ooh. the dollar of the internet this is the gun of the internet because it's an equalizer like there are all of these powers that you only had access to kind of like you know radio broadcasting fairly similar to what we're doing now yeah was yeah. Was, was gate kept yeah and there are a tremendous number of things that have been until now gate kept that ordinary people will have access to extreme cheap and free use of those skills. Yeah. Uh, the thing, um, I uh, gun is an interesting analogy now that you mention it because uh, I remember one of the analogies that that brought me uh, or that stuck with me, I guess, as I came out of the fog of statism to you know wake up in reality uh, was uh, the gun in the room. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, the idea that that government is is a weapon. It's weaponized institutions or. Yeah, it is. It's institutions as a weapon. So and whenever somebody else gets control of that weapon, they point it at some other subset of humanity. Right. Oh, the majority rules. Well, OK, but like now you're pointing the gun at everybody else. Maybe the majority is happy to be pointing the gun in that direction, but like there's a minority of people that aren't happy the gun is pointed at them. Right. Now, when that minority gets control of the gun, they're going to point it at the the other group of people, <laughs> right? And and so that stuck with me. So <sighs> yeah. So now I'm thinking about. So the you mean all gun. of those powers that I give them to attack my enemies, they're going to use to attack my descendants? Well, and huh. maybe even you. Ah. No, they wouldn't do that. Oh, yes, they would. <laughs> it's against the rules, and the people don't want them to. I... <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, like, it's such a farce to me now to think about government. I mean, to me, it is a joke. I mean, it's a deadly joke. Mm. It's a deadly joke that'll take you out if they don't fucking like you. Well, and here's the here's the power switch. The new power is shit that's against the rules doesn't happen. Yeah. And what controls the energy is what people want. Like, that's a technology that exists. Mm -hmm. Like, that has become uh, an immovable object. Yeah. Like, it's, okay, This it, it's like a new uh, rule of physics that we just discovered. Yeah. Like, yeah, here's the thing. I think uh, one of the things that AI will do for humanity is um, eliminate learning curves, mm. right? Uh, maybe not eliminate, at least reduce the learning yeah. curves, right? Because now I don't need to know uh, like a whole bunch of stuff to accomplish an end task, right? Uh, if I have, uh, you know, the, the credits, if you will, uh, that is to say some sort of currency to spend, something to trade, something of value, and I have the ability to query AI to do stuff for me. For example, like I could see myself being on an off-grid property, but I've got AI, and I'm like, hey, AI, uh, you know what? The, the wind turbine uh, you know, has stopped working, and I've identified the broken part, and they don't make these anymore. Uh, can you scan this? And then search the internet and then, you know, create one for me. 
Right. Uh, and it would go ahead and put, I don't need to be an engineer. I don't need to be, a, you know, hmm. I don't need to be any of the things involved to, to get AI to go out, find some blueprints, order the materials necessary to put in the 3D printer or have it printed somewhere else and shipped to me or whatever it is, right? How, like, it can be done without, uh, you know, that learning curve. I don't have to right. learn all these other skills that right. previously I'd have to know. And, like, and if you I want to. You can get amazing at those skills by actually just learning it a bit, but learning them in the first place? No, you can, you right. can just hop over that part. For example, I know zero, like, I know a little like, HTML, and uh, I took, like, I learned basic. If you know what that is, oh, uh, nineteen eighty-six. Literally, the only language right? that I can that know, I can still uh, uh, think in. If no, then go to ten or whatever. Yeah. Right, you know yeah. that kind of stuff. Literally, the only computer language I can still think in. So, uh, but that's it. Like, I don't know, like I don't know Python. I don't know any like actual. But with AI, I could be like, hey, you know what? I envision a piece of software or an app that does this, 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 and this. How do I combine all of those features together into an app? AI can go out and go, oh, well, this company does it this way, and this company does it that way, and this company does it this way. Uh, and, oh, look, they all happen, to, and it'll figure it all out for you. Right. And, like, and like I, I came up with the idea, but, like, AI went out and built all of the things. So I don't need to know this coding. I don't need to know, you know, visual stuff. Like I can adjust it, you know, after it's built something, be like, yeah, I don't like that picture. Hey, you know what? Let's check. You know, you can adjust it to your liking, of course, but like these things are possible. Like already, you know? Yeah. Like, or about to be right. Yeah. So we're in an interesting time, <laughs> man. We are in an interesting fucking time. I, I don't know of a more interesting one, honestly. There may have been, like, who knows? Like, uh, as far as I can tell, the the uh, Great Pyramids of Egypt are a completely foreign technology to me. Like, I can kind of get what they're at after a little bit, but it's a completely different path of technology. So I have no idea about what's been lost to history, or at least not the history I know. But as far as the history I know, holy shit, this is it. Like, this is the most novelty that has ever existed. And, I mean, from my perspective, I think that's kind of the nature of the universe is a driving part of why reality unfolds is to find novelty. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, why is there something rather than nothing? Novelty. It's the pursuit of novelty. Hmm. It's the same reason that from time to time we will just uh, screw things up to make them interesting. I, uh, I I think that the entire uh, universe is alive, right? Uh, we know that even us, like we consider ourselves physical beings, and we can you know touch each other, make sure we're here, and pinch, and you know all that kind of stuff, or you know punch a guy in the face, mm -hmm. whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, you know we know that that we exist and we share this reality, um, and so I think that that's because uh, the universe itself is alive, it, like. We know that atoms aren't, there's nothing between them, really, at the atomic <laughs> level. There's, nothing is Holy actually shit. touching. almost everything is actually space. Yeah, there's space between literally everything. Even though you can feel stuff, you get hit on the head, you get like a bloody, you know, th whatever. What'll really blow your mind is when you find out what space is. <laughs> <laughs> More nothing. Uh, well, no, no. A different version of nothing. No, no. Right, because it used to all just be nothing. No, what it is, there's actually this unbelievable amount of, uh, of, 
of uh, energy that is completely and perfectly balanced. You don't say. Yeah. Physics discovered this a long time ago, but it was all controlled by mathematicians, and they're like, okay, but if it's the tr- if it's true everywhere, we cancel it out. So they've they've done this process called renormalization, where they cancel out the fact that space is just abundantly full of energy because it's all balanced. Like all of the energy is perfectly balanced, except for this weird little wiggle called all of matter and energy. Like matter and energy is where the uh, incredible energies of space are slightly imbalanced. Oh. That's where this weird little wobble and and the twists that yeah. become uh, quarks and atoms and so on and so forth of this great living system. I mean, and like from a, at least the, the sci-fi guy in me imagines that like, you know, well, if that's true, then like all of the science fiction movies about like, uh, you know, there being some sort of interconnection uh, across, you know, space and, and even time for that matter could be possible. Yeah. That's interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, th- and that brings me back to, uh, I was talking about uh, the transhumanists. Yeah. Right, uh, the ones who will adapt their bodies to new technology, they'll get. They might even have like a whole arm cut off, replaced with a bionic arm, or maybe they'll wear like a bionic suit. Which I just saw one the other day. It's a exoskeleton, something like uh, I can't remember that the movie. Fucking Matt Damon was in it, but he wore a like exoskeleton suit and like had to fight other things. And hmm. uh, I don't remember the name of it. Anyway, uh, th- they have ones that are better than that now that exist already. <laughs> right? Damn. Like yeah, like so. Technology is catching up to science fiction, and soon uh, it's going to be where you can imagine it, and then you can just make it happen. Hmm. More or less. That is when humanity is going to have, I think, its next real evolution, is when, you know, we have enough technology, we've built enough technology that we can just think of a thing and then go, hey, uh, AI, Here's the thing that I've thought. You don't have to say it because AI is plugged into your brain somehow and AI just knows that you and it goes, okay, I'll go do that. And it goes and does that, right? I mean, that's minions at that point, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? If, if, it's, if it's a program that goes and does what you ask it to do, mm-hmm. that's a minion as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, we all have robot butlers now. Yeah. Yeah, Apparently robot that's a thing. butler, right? Yeah. It's like like we're working the particulars out of it, but like, uh, yeah, the the... Uh, fundamental technologies of robot butlers are, are now a thing. So that's fun. Robutler. Bot butler? Robutler. Botler? Botler. Instead of butler? The botler? A botler. The botler did it. It was, <laughs> it was, what was it? What's the, the guys from Clue? Uh, something with the candlestick in the billiards room or whatever? Colonel mm, Mustard. Always Colonel Mustard. Hey, I need to, I need to give you one of these. Hey, wait, hang on. I gotta see uh, which camera we're currently on, so we can show. Oh, it's you! I can, wait, which one is it? Here, just hold one of these up to the camera once, and uh, yeah, get it a little closer. And the other camera, maybe. Yeah, there you go. And a little closer, even. There you go. Now, now lift up just a little bit so folks can see. There's two of them. Uh, now you can look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Bitchin'. That's those are yours. Nice. Yeah. You get, you know, you get the first batch. There was only a limited amount of, of the sheets where there was one of each on. 
you can see that I've cut these up by hand based on the uh, <laughs> surgical quality cutting that I did not do. I used a pair of scissors, and it's all shitty cut. It's just um, what a fellow Luther maniac needs. Yeah. Uh, so uh, at at Forkfest and Porkfest, we will have these available. Um, I decided if you're listening and you're going to Forkfest, or you're going to Porkfest, but you'll be there Sunday night. I think that's the 18th. Uh, the plan is to, uh, have a little gathering for folks to listen to my three song EP, uh, and premiere the music video, which, uh, I had some help in making, uh, and, uh, that person will be there Sunday as well. Uh, and something else, uh, it'll be like literally on pork fest Eve. So it'll still be fork fest when that happens, Nice, but it'll be the Eve of pork fest. And I think that's a good day. To do oh it. yeah. Uh, so and it'll be at the site right next to the Free Talk Live site. So if you know where that site is or you see Free Talk Live, uh, it'll be next to it on Sunday uh, evening, probably you know before dark, but just like eight thirty or something like that. Yeah, we're on the uh, map online, right? No, no, Lame. no. We didn't go through the official process because well, we're fucking anarchists. That's true. So I didn't want to go through the official process. And instead, I made some voluntary uh, agreements uh, between some other people. And uh, it's all, you know, sort of prearranged and, you know, I think that's dropping the ball on their part. I mean, look, if you if you have every year attractions, why wouldn't you want to put them on your map? Silly buggers, you're running an event. Oh, it's well. just in your best no, interest they, to they let do your put people events know on. that there are things happening. They they do put uh, events on, and it would have required me to, you know, I don't know, talk to like a person or send a couple of emails, and you know, and I just didn't. I I had another way to do it, so I did it. I don't ask permission. I just do. Yeah. 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 No, I'm just saying, like, if I was trying to keep attendance up, these are the sorts of things that I would do. Well, and also like. I know they have a they have a show that they do. Uh, the Free State Project does a uh, Free State Live mm. uh, is the name of that. It's a podcast thing they do, and they have some interesting guests and stuff on there. Um, uh, but at the same time, uh, y- you and I get to do Free Talk Live on occasion, and so we have that as a platform as well to let people know what we're doing. Which I gotta say is maybe even better than social media. <laughs> because I mean, yeah, you can troll, you can call and make fun of, you know, like people do all the time. It's fine. I uh, guarantee you can fit more than 140 characters of an idea into this. <laughs> and so, one of the things that occurred to me that, like, why it is that I do really consider it to be on the radio, and even would if none of the uh, terrestrial radio stations uh, carried it anymore, yeah. is because it is a continuous broadcast. There's not always something new, but there is a continuous broadcast of something. And I think that's that's really like the the uh, accessibility difference of that technology. Yeah. Was just the the continuity of broadcast. Yeah. I uh <laughs> it's it's interesting to me because I think about uh, what's known as OTA over the air, right? right? Uh, this is a broadcast term or a, a communications term at least. Uh over the air uh, claims to be owned by government. That is to say, government claims to own the fucking air. <laughs> they want the airwaves. Right? They, they want right. to tell you how high and low you can fly. Uh, they want to control what frequencies 
your you can move airwaves at you need a license to move those air frequencies i'm sir. sorry that vibration is ours yeah. it belongs to us you aren't allowed to vibrate things at that frequency <laughs> Mine, no touching. Yeah, that's literally my color. Literally, I own this color. If you yeah. want to use this color, you need my permission. So, what was pretty great was back in the day when cable TV first came around. Uh, that, like, uh, you know, you got a bunch of stuff you never got before, like titties <laughs> <laughs> on television. You know, without yeah. renting a, a movie, right? You know, like, like these are early days. I, I lived through all this stuff. Uh, and so, like, sooner or later, the government kind of got around to trying to regulate cable. But for a minute, cable TV was just like, we do what we want, motherfuckers. <laughs> and I was like, yes, finally, television has been freed of the grasp of, of the FCC. And, like, this is way better. Like, I didn't even think in those terms at that time. I was just like, wow, this television is way better than over-the-air television. <laughs> I get three channels. And, you know, Grandma got cable, and she's got 70 channels. Fuck. Right. You know? I'd go back to school, tell my friends, they got titties on cable. <laughs> they're like, why? Oh, I don't have to watch the Scrambled channel anymore, right? Like, <sighs> well, it depends on what package your parents subscribe to, but... Yeah, that it does. It does. But, I mean, the, the it makes sense that you'd use the same technology to end up carrying the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's, it's that same world level up yeah. uh, kind of difference of technology. Yeah. Yeah, interestingly enough, the newest network, the internet, that mankind uses the fuck out of is actually built uh, around uh, one of the oldest networks, which is uh, the railways. Uh, so these are, this is known as, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it, can't fucking remember. Uh, it is, it is a national loop, right? Like hmm. there are, you can, I, I, I might be misquoting here, but. I've been told that you can like train around the United States. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, Amtrak. Uh, and so uh the fiber Fucking optic network that carries, you know, internet traffic and communicate and all that shit uh runs along the railways. Like at least the 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 largest part of uh, what they yeah, call the confirm. backbone, right? Is runs along the the railways. So that's uh you know, it it's sort of built upon the other network, mm -hmm. right? The oldest network, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it goes all the way back to the rails would bring the telegraph lines. Right, right. Same, same fucking thing, right? Uh, let's uh, do this thing. Uh, Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Hey, Captain. It's me, Rob, calling from Vermont. Me, Rob. What's going on, me, Rob? Hey, uh, hey, I'm kind of bothered about something here. Uh -uh. I want to share with you this article that came out a few days ago. I think it came out on May 31st. It says, uh, Walpole, New Hampshire, com uh, police near completion of drone policy. <laughs> did, did you know that they last year, they bought a drone, they bought a drone and they spent $14,323.99 for a fucking drone. And they've been using it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what tyrants you know, do. Well, I, what, yeah, that's what tyrants do. Even the micro tyrants, you know, the ones in tiny towns in New Hampshire, uh, you know, or even Vermont or Massachusetts or, you know, uh, your hometown. Uh, wherever your yeah, hometown well, may I mean, be, the, the odds are that your police department has a fucking drone. 
it probably yeah. has more than one. Well, it's uh, interfering with my comfort zone. <laughs> well, I hear you there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the federal government has predator drones, right? Yeah, I, hey, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if that one they got there has probably got a fucking missile on it. Yeah, so, and and there's your, the, there's your two options in life, in the world that exists. Like, either you can be oppressed by government, mm-hmm. or you can be in another country where it might just fucking murder you. Like, yeah. they can just straight up get away with murdering you when you're not in their country. Yeah. Sure, they're absolute bastards who will kidnap you for no good reasons while you're here, but at least they won't explode your head with a robot well, today. that we know of. I mean, uh, uh, Rob, you probably know this. Uh, when the Free Talk Live studios in Keene, New Hampshire, where we also do this show from, uh, when it was raided uh, on March 16th, Maybe twice. Uh, no, I'm talking about the most recent one of oh, okay. uh, of t- 2021. Uh, that there was a drone involved. Uh, now we don't know which department provided the drone, but we do know that the Keene Police Department, which was the small town uh, in New Hampshire, uh, uh, was involved with that. We know the FBI was involved with, with that. So. Uh, you know, and a bunch of other alphabet agencies, uh, you know, were involved. We don't know who provided the actual drone, but there was one here in this studio that we're broadcasting from uh, just uh, two years ago. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, and, is and, it possible that maybe Keene has their own drone? They just didn't tell the public? I mean, be awful hard to hide. Oh, I, I'm sure that they have one. I'm sure that they do. I'm sure all police departments and they probably did are, tell the are, public. Yeah, are on their way to getting one, and they probably don't give a fuck about what the public thinks anyway. If the public, th- you know, uh, is like, "Oh, I don't want that," they're like, "So." I mean, honestly, the public probably said, "Oh, yay, we're updating our police," yeah. and their tyranny was oh, brought God, on with thunderous fucking right. applause. You're fucking probably right, Rob. That's probably exactly what happened. Is they they went to the people and said, "Hey, we're thinking about getting this drone." They were like, "Yes, please get us a drone. We'll be much safer with a fucking drone." You mean you can yeah. actively monitor our campus for rapists? Please do it. You mean you can hover outside my bedroom window when my wife is unclothed? Just for safety. Well, do you want to be safe or do you want to be secure? <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. It, do you want to be free? It, it, it's troubling to say the least. It really is. You know, yeah. I mean, but what? Do, you know, what? Do, I mean, what do you? What do you do? Yeah. What? What uh-huh. do you do? What does one do? Live uh, free. I'll have to, it, Burn, if you fucking burn my house down and then build an underground bunker. <laughs> yep. Well, you don't have to burn down well, your house to do that. You could leave your house right where it is and still build the underground bunker, saving yourself time and expense. <laughs> yeah. And this has been the kick-ass five. advice hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we, I'll tell you, you what, forgot. Rob. They can't wake all of us. We forgot the preamble. No, we didn't. No, you weren't oh, here for the preamble. You missed it. Oh, no, I wasn't here. It, it was a preamble. Because it, it no, happened it was to be. An amble. Oh, because it happened before it was asked for. Mm, or <laughs> because it happened before we declared it post amble. Now you're complicating shit. Well, I'm just saying by reason or by process of deduction, 
right? Only if, if we claimed there was a time when it was post-amble, the time before that time must have been pre-amble. Mm. So we're in the post-amble. We are definitely in the post-amble. Now, uh, Tales Rob, from do, you the want post to, do you want to amble with us again? Should we amble more than once in our own show? Well, maybe uh, once in the first segment and then once in the last segment. Mm, I think we did it Too in, late. in this segment. Yeah, It would be uh, twice in the second segment, so maybe well, we shouldn't do it. What do you think, Rob? Well, I don't know. I don't want to break up the tradition, but I think that it should be once in one segment and then once in another segment. Right, I tell you what, Rob. Peakless and I have ambled. But okay. if you would like to amble right now on the show, go ahead. Shit this cunt fuck cocksucker motherfucker in tits. Fuck yeah. Bless you. Yeah. Hey, so is Beard Talk Live, is it going to be at Porkfest this year? That's a good question. We've, we've looked into it. And uh, we're undetermined. That is to say, like, we will be there, but will the show be there has yet to sort of uh, be decided. So that might be a game-time decision. Mm, yeah, that might be too late, but there's always next year. You know. Well, I'm, I'm not saying no, but I'm not saying yes either. So we, yeah. We'll just have to leave a cliffhanger on that. Eat, yep, cliffhanger right now. Cliffhanger. Hanging That's what you can cliff. call it. Yeah. Did you uh, have any other topics in mind, Rob? No, I I think that that's it. <laughs> Rob, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. If you'd like to join us on Beard Talk Live. A couple of fucking beardos talking about freedom. That's what we should have called the show. A couple of beardos talking about freedom. <laughs> Snappy. No, no, no. A couple of fucking beardos. <laughs> okay, we gotta put the the cuss in there otherwise it's not really you know exercising our, our freedom of speech only if we double spin off yeah. i know people are gonna give me shit it's like just because you have freedom of speech doesn't mean you should fucking say fuck all the time yes fucking it fucking fuckers. does and like like i don't even care i'm sorry I'm there's fucking a, say it anyway there, there's a very <laughs> simple principle um so any abandoned liberty gets vacuumed up by the tyranny like, that's how Ooh. this works. So, liberty is responsibility. Like, they are one and the same. Oh, and wait, if wait. you abandon your responsibility, that responsibility, and with it, that liberty, will be vacuumed up by the thing that's imprisoning you. That's how it works. That is that is their fundamental source of power, is we abandon our responsibility. And, I mean, it sucks that we affect each other so heavily in that decision. Like, that really does suck. And it's part of why we get, like, away from as many of them that are not making the right decision as possible. Mm. Like, I, be responsible for your life. And, like, is that is that the fundamental thing that um, uh, people who don't sort of come around to the ideas of liberty uh, tend to be more irresponsible? Yeah, fundamentally. Like, like I've always looked at it as uh, sort of like... Uh, like outsourcing, I don't want to say your sin, but like outsourcing like uh, bad human behavior, right? It it's it's kind of like a, it outsources the pain in the ass of being alive. It, it's kind of like now if you if you give that power to someone, um, okay, 
you give it to a bunch of psychopaths, they'll use it against you. Because they're fucking psychopaths. Look at <laughs> well, what their yeah, yeah. structure does. But I'm just it saying, induces like, psychopathy. Well, you know, I would be a, a murdering psychopath, but I've got some guys that I hired to do that for me. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, that's that's what like that's sort of the perspective I'm looking at it as. Like you outsource your evil to these guys, and and like somehow you think that that absolves you. That's well, yeah, the problem. It's a great life hack, man. That's the problem, and that's the same problem that I have with religion. <laughs> Religion absolves you from the responsibility. Government res- absolves you from the responsibility. How does religion absolve you from responsibility? I mean, so I... I Ever gone to confession? Oh, well, that's fucking stupid bullshit. Look, the, the <laughs> Thank useful, you. Yes, that's my point exactly. And so the is... The whole fundamental useful idea of... Uh, so of, is outsourcing your evil to government. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Well, so the the useful idea that that absolutely instills is that you are the determiner of your infinity. Yeah. Like, that is the important idea that that religion does instill. Now, it can mm-hmm. get in... A, no, it so, doesn't. It can... So somebody oh, it else, somebody else originated it, and you're just part of their creation. At least Christians. Well, even then... There's this thing that you can't comprehend that created you. Yeah. That's not you being, well, you know, kind of, kind of in control, and like, oh, you're, no, it's somebody else created well, you, and I'm now a, you're doing his bidding. I'm a part of it. It's God's will. Okay, peopleish. so so here's the thing: I'm a cell <laughs> in an organ. Uh, yeah, and we're a stone. I'm an organ in an organ space. system. I'm an organ system in an organism. I'm an organism in an ecosystem. Fuck, are you rapping? <laughs> I think you just rapped. That might have rhymed in everything. May have. Like, that's one of those things where somebody who's industrious, who's listening or watching right now, could go and take the replay and, like, sample that to a beat and then, like, make Peakless Mountaineer raps. That'd be great. Fuck, I should do that. <laughs> I'm, not that should. In, I'm not that industrious. Someone ah, out there in listener shit. land, 603-283-6160, if you can do that, make that clip of Peakless, because that was fucking brilliant, man. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's like that. I'm a part of this thing. Like, do yeah. I comprehend the thing that I'm a part of? No. I comprehend my part of being part of that thing. I don't think the I don't think regular people, right? Half of humankind even can think in those terms, much less communicate them, right? Can use the words in like I, there are people who just barely can like get to work and like function and you know pay their bills and there are ways of, kind of saying thing. that in Catholic. I just don't. I can't recall them at the moment. Like these are communicable ideas in that language. Okay. And yeah, the 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 way that uh, yes, the idea confession of is used. Yeah, the whole fucking confession technology is, is pure goddamn evil. And that's the thing. So there are parts of of Catholicism that are the worm. True shit that is on the hook. Empire. It's always empire versus liberty. And yeah, the true shit is actually the things that fuel freedom and life. That's uh, that's the bait. You know, it's the cheese in the trap. Catholicism, wow. <laughs> that's right. I said it. Not officially the title, but just something we've been kicking around at the office. Catholicism, well. No, I'm sorry, Buddy Christ. Catholicism, well, was the campaign he was on, but the Buddy Christ was the idea they were kicking around the office. 
I'm I'm misquoting. No, I'm quoting George Carlin and his character Cardinal Glick in the movie Dogma. Uh, but I'm mm. quoting him out of turn, so I misquoted the wrong. Well, you get so the here's idea. here's what it is: classist religion. So well, if you have classless religion, then we are all at equal distance to like the, the source of life. <laughs> now, if you have classist religion, then you have oh well, this is the exalted class, and they get to determine everyone's infinity. Yeah, I and fuck that. I grew tired of uh, the, mm, the the categorization that that humans like to do of of different people uh, in the mm, middle school era of my life, mm-hmm. right? Because it it occurred to me that uh, there were these. I want to say maybe classist isn't the right, but there were these terms given to people like jock. Hmm. and burnout hmm. right like these are people that you went clicks. to school with clicks yeah they, but there were labels for them and like yeah this this subcategorization of people into these like oh you don't want to hang out with them he's a jock or hmm. he's a you know he's a burnout ready-made tribes yeah you know yeah no if you want to teach people how to be gangsters like how to be in oh the crips and the bloods yeah that's how you do it here are these ready-made tribal affiliations yeah yeah and, like I, they're not really ready-made because they're like those clicks change and the names of them change depending on what generation you went to mm-hmm. school at. Yeah, they're dissipative structures. Right. So just like a university changes its uh, staff, if you end up with like, oh, yeah, it's uh, one year of jocks after another year of jocks after another year of jocks, uh, one year of, of theater people after another year of theater people. Now, yeah, you will get huge shifts within that structure, but the structure itself itself remains intact. Okay. And just like uh, water flowing through a whirlpool, like you can, you know, find places where there's a predictable whirlpool. And like, yeah, that whirlpool exists in that stream right here underneath the log here. I'd put a, one of them water turbine electric generating things into that fucker. Yeah. And that dissipative structure has lots of water running through it. So those dissipating structures of uh, uh, the ready-made tribes that they use to indoctrinate us to empire. Yeah, it's true. And and there was this whole like, you know, it was the, the preps and the burnouts or the the jocks. And oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Breakfast skater kids Club, or yeah, all that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, the whole man. yeah. And and more. It wasn't just those five particular subgenres. It was there was more. And like you could be in in more than one of them. And yeah, the it, band kids, and yeah, there yeah. was a uh, uh, you know overlaps and people that went between. Yeah, yeah. Those were whole... those were the kids that that I enjoyed the most, though. Mm. The kids that were in multiples. Oh, yeah. of those groups. Oh yeah, uh, because I, I'm like, oh, they're somehow they're considered in both of these the things, social butterflies. Right? You know, that's I don't. I mean, there were people that I considered social butterflies that were probably uniclick. Right. In association. Right. Like hmm. some girls that like, you know, because, you know, you're a girl and you're oh, in the teens. Oh, mean girls. Uh, no, you just want attention. So maybe the mean girls, but like, like uh, girls specifically like will seek out uh, more attention uh, from their male counterparts, you know, when, why only fans when the thing. hormones kick in. I mean, not that men don't either, but like, I'm just saying that I noticed it more in women because I'm a dude. Seriously, it's why OnlyFans is a thing. 
So the vast, vast majority of women using OnlyFans make like nothing. And they continue to do this. Why? Because they are being paid. They're being paid in attention. Mm. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, the internet has created like a, uh, a market for attention. Yeah. Right. Uh, not that there wasn't a market already, and there always has been. It's just that like now there's this place where you can get any kind. Mm-hmm. Right. It used to be you had to travel for that shit. Yeah. You know, uh, what kind of attention you want? Uh, well, you could go put on a stand up comedy routine, right? Uh, uh, or you could go to a nudie bar, right? Uh, depending on, but you had to go. You had to seek these places out. Now you just point and click. Yeah. Yeah. It's this weird cybernetic organism that has come into existence where you can be in private with a limitless number of people. Which. Isn't really private, then, is it? Right. It's very strange. Only possible to create an organism like that uh, through this technology. It's weird thinking of it as an organism. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about transhumanism. Yeah. It's happening. It's true. It's true. Yeah. AI, uh, build me a spaceship with which uh, transhumans can successfully make the journey from Earth to the nearest uh, supposedly habitable planet. Uh, How much would it cost? Uh, And when will it be done? That's the question I would ask. Mm. And then, like, what modifications would people need to voluntarily accept to make it? Well, uh, I'm pretty sure the AI would be wrong. I mean, I just want to see if it'll answer. Probably. I mean, you know, Jesus, man, that's a that's a lot to think about, right? Well, the problem is that you're dealing with technology, like, and technological just, advance is completely unpredictable, I both just in see, like, in yeah. uh, its rapidity and in its direction. You don't know what's going to advance before what, and you don't know how far it's going to go. Like, and there's a, a bunch of new shit about to exist. As a, a technician of sorts, uh, you know, as one of the major components of my employment throughout time is to, you know, do tech support in, in ways, different ways. But it all kind of is just helping people fix stuff. Um, Like, one of my propensities is to, oh, new thing. Let's try it. Let, what can it do this? Can it do that? What can't it do? Oh, if it can do this, well, then let's reverse that. Let's see. And, like, just start, you know, testing its limits. And that's what people do. People are inquisitive. You know, when something new comes on, like, well, we can do that. What else can it do? Can it do this? Can it do that? Can it do that? And, like, if you can present a tool with which will help people create more and better ways to exist, bring it on. Right? Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And that's what's going to get reinforced moving forward. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that none of us is completely prepared for is that what people actually want is about to get all of the resources for the first time in human existence. Right. And it it can leverage uh, the market for itself. <laughs> right? Uh, interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mm. Some folks listen going, wait, what? What did he just say? Like, yeah. Market for itself. Yeah. <laughs> I will sell you my services for X. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Thanks, AI. And it can even figure out what it's good at and make sure to market this to these people and this to these people at these prices. 
AI is Based going to AI is going to spawn spawn uh, independent AI on blockchains. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, oh well, I'll just create a robot over here on I don't know Cardano, Ethereum, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pick one. Uh, I'll just create this robot over here that'll operate in this way. Oh, it needs to be funded. Oh, we need to constantly pay for gas on, on Ethereum. Oh, okay. Well, we'll do these things and make sure that you know we have uh, enough of that particular. Uh, you know, cryptocurrency to pay for the gas that we use to do whatever it is we need this robot to fucking do. Hmm. And so AI will use AI to build more AI to help AI accomplish more things for humans. Hmm. So I think what uh, <laughs> we'd end up doing is, uh, hey, Botler, yeah. go get this for me. Then Botler's going to go where all the other AIs are saying, hey, I can do this at this price. Yeah. And of course, way more than a human being can process. Yeah. It's going to communicate AI to AI and come back with the cheapest version of it. Yeah. You know, here's exactly what you wanted at the lowest cost. Yeah. Or it'll present you with three options. Here's yeah. the low bid, here's the medium bid, here's the high bid or whatever the fuck. It'll it'll bring you your preferences. And uh specifically. Where, and where I think would be a uh, a reasonable backbone for that would be uh the liquidity pools of uh, of cryptocurrency. So there's uh, this thing I I haven't done it myself, but uh okay. So people will offer uh, two different coins that they expect to be traded a lot with each other. Okay. And then, you know, pull back out uh, uh, plus a certain amount from uh, them trading back and forth Mm. and, you know, gaining value against each other. So I think that would probably be the the most reasonable uh, backbone for having AIs talk to each other. Because yeah. you you have this like way of so that's one of the cool parts of of the the distributed blockchain is its broadcast ability. So y- you basically have given everyone a brand new uh, radio. Yeah, with uh, a whole new frequency. I was thinking about this, um, because cryptocurrency is global, or at least in all parts of the globe that have the internet. Um. And and we've talked about how cryptocurrency seems to just find a way, mm-hmm. right? Uh, particularly here in the U.S., where apparently the U.S. government hates cryptocurrency and is on a vendetta to try and like I don't even know like what their end goal is with it. But they have been unable to do so, and I I believe will remain unable to do so because it's a decentralized technology that no one is control of and if you can't kill the controller then the thing just lives on cryptocurrency is going to be a multi-generational thing it's not going to just go away right it'll it'll live beyond your children if you're listening right now and you have kids it'll live beyond your children if your children are young they're going to grow up and you're going to try to explain to them like how to balance a checkbook or open a bank account and they'll be like what do i need a bank account for (laughs) I got, I got my phone. I don't fucking need any of that shit. My phone, my bank's right here. So, well, I think uh, the uh, wait, hold, on. On, hold on. I think the grandparents are going to get made fun of not so much for their bell-bottomed uh, jeans as for their wait. You you banked like that. You 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 t- trusted them to hold on to all of your shit for you. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. you, you just you just handed over all of the vaults to yeah. the criminals. They're like, I, well, we'll take care of it. It's fine. You can trust us. 
right? Uh, <gasps> I mean, how quaint. <laughs> people felt like they didn't have a choice, you know? I mean, I can't like really fault people for like making some of the decisions that, you know, mankind has made over over the years, but that wasn't part of my point, which of course I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> it had something to do with something mm. and cryptocurrency and something else. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. Yeah, it's okay. It'll come back to me later. Um, I, I just again feel like the, the cryptocurrency uh, evolution hasn't even begun yet. Like we know, we know, we know it exists. Oh, I think I remember. Or at least part of my point had to do with this. Because the United States government has this sort of vendetta against crypto, they're going after, because they can't go after the crypto, they're going after people who uh, advocate for it, who uh, who use it, uh, you know, in a way that, oh, they don't like it. Oh, no, you didn't fill out paper. No, 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 no jail for you, right? This Where's is my the fucking, cut? This is the Be bullshit they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be a slave. Yeah. They, they won't define anything. Uh, as far as like, you know, what cryptocurrency is or isn't per institution. So they're playing this really weird game of we'll just prosecute you for whatever the fuck we feel like it, whenever the fuck we feel like it. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is the sign of a dying empire, right? This yeah. really is. Instead of adopting the newest technology that, that will advance mankind, like really, come on, right? Uh, <laughs> no, you know? not doing it. <laughs> I'm if going somebody, to use a paperwork system that was invented a really, really long time ago. <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? So Fine, I will type but, my paper system. But here's what's going to happen. AI and cryptocurrency will be able to work together in such a way that they can do whatever it is they need to do with cryptocurrency outside of the U.S.'s quote-unquote jurisdiction, unquote. Because AI can't be prosecuted, or at least decentralized AI yeah, can't be prosecuted. Uh, cryptocurrency can't be prosecuted. So whatever AI and cryptocurrency do, it's up to them. Yeah. You know, and government has no fucking say in, you know, at least a decentralized AI or an AI that exists on a decentralized network. Mm-hmm. Right? So these things are possible. And, and, and so what will happen is these AIs will work with cryptocurrency and if they need to get some FRNs some way somehow they'll use international methods in which to do that uh, which we haven't even thought of there are people out there who are probably actual uh, sophisticated money launderers out on planet earth somewhere who can't even think of the ways in which AI will interact with cryptocurrency to break through the cracks of governments around the fucking world to accomplish what it needs to do, right? There will be no greater lawyer, I think, <laughs> than cryptocurrency armed or AI armed with cryptocurrency. I think it will find every fucking exploitable loophole in every international agreement and in every piece of international law. Not all at once, because we can't count the laws, but it will like, route it, around it will, all of the monopolistic control. It will figure because out because it how is to get inefficient. It right. It will just go around that because that's where the mountain is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and here's a fun one. It's like water. So a decentralized autonomous organization can decide that one of the things that it wants to do is have an AI that does a particular purpose. Yes. And then that AI will in turn interact with all of the cryptocurrencies that are being mined everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And all of these ideas will feed back into each other. And what, what we're watching 
is the emergence of the on and off ramps, right? Yeah. But the thing is, it's an on and on ramp to everything. Like, everything is creating its own on and off ramp to this new technology. So, right now, the easiest things are moving first. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can buy Bitcoin or Monero or Dash or whatever. Right. Water flows to the path of least resistance. And less so as you uh, get to less uh, available currencies. Yeah. But it's moving and moving into more and more forms of value. And eventually it translates every form of value into something that is tradable through this uh, uh, globally connecting technology. Yeah. Yeah. So when you see the like laughable amount of value that it's gobbled up so far and you realize, oh, fucking NVIDIA, that one company is uh, of more value to the market currently than the entire system <laughs> of cryptocurrencies. <laughs> like all of these uh, technologies. Uh, NVIDIA, oh, because they're doing AI stuff. Uh, do you know what our coins are doing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sh- everyone, shh. Quiet. Yeah. Don't yeah. let the AI. Yeah. Don't let the AI people know what we're doing over here. Right. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll come back. It's very annoying. No, it'll it'll all come. Like we're. I think we're seeing the emergence of multiple decentralized technologies. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. Uh, AI is one of them, or or at least will be. Right. Somebody's going to put AI on the blockchain and game over. Yeah. Not game over, but like. You know, there's going to be that changes the game. Mm-hmm. That changes the whole fucking game. If AI can now start doing bureaucratic tasks, uh, record keeping for the rest of humanity, mm-hmm. uh, holy shit, man. So at that point, what happens is basically uh, it starts to function like a DNA code. So the, the, okay, this way of making proteins can access this way of making proteins. So uh, the AIs that are going about their tasks on, you know, on a hot system, you know, an active computer that you say, hey, AI, go fetch this. Yeah. Can then, okay, well, I know that this part is is logged in this part of the blockchain, so I'll just grab that over here to accomplish this task that you told me to do. Yeah. And then, you know, after a certain point when it gets rich enough, it goes, huh, you know, it'd be easier if I could just encode it into this chain over here. And then the AI itself gets to make the the laborious decision of okay what is our level of security necessary for this piece of data Mm -hmm. like how recoverable is this piece of data yep super recoverable then i can put it on a cheap as fuck chain right oh unrecoverable then i need to put it on whatever is the most powerful sets of chains that we've got in the in the spirit of uh, our other co-host not being here, nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe you've just invented the cheap as fuck coin. Cheap as fuck coin. I think that should be a that should be the new meme coin. Cheap as yes. fuck coin. CFC. Yeah. Right. Cheap as fuck coin. That'll be your your three letter symbol. Yeah. Is it weird to you how and its and, and its logo will be nothing? <laughs> it's just. Blank. None. Is it a background? None. Is it is it None. black? Nothing. Is it white? Nothing. How can it be just, nothing? Just nothing. What represents nothing in in the space? No, we just we just don't set. We don't have one. <laughs> we can't afford that shit. <laughs> Never getting listed on an exchange. Fuck coin. <laughs> Never getting listed. I mean, I wonder. <laughs> Maybe they'll just do a white background. I wonder what. Like, Maybe you'll get the checkerboard. That's always fun. I wonder what the least 
uh, popular cryptocurrency is, right? Like <laughs> the real cheap as fuck coin. Like if you were giving out the award for the cryptocurrency that's worth the least, <laughs> right? That does nothing. It's already abandoned, but like it's there somehow still. Like I, I wonder. Nice. This coin uh, was run on one Raspberry <laughs> Pi. <laughs> I only issued coins to myself. <laughs> it performed one hash. <laughs> I mined one coin. That's it. That was the airdrop. One coin to myself. <laughs> you win. <laughs> All right. We are out of time, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, do I ever say anything besides that other than, you know, hey, I'm going to take out with some music? Do I have any tradition? Peace. Uh, yeah, okay, peace. But before I say peace, well, I've already said it. Uh, in the true fuck the FCC tradition, I'm going to take us out with a, a little song that can never be played on the fucking radio. Uh, nice. I think y'all will enjoy this one. Fuck, 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 fuck